Hello, friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug, at BBS Radio just outside Houston, Texas. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much better and happier place. We are ascending, my friends, right into the fifth dimension, and there's no stopping us there because my guides tell me we actually could go all the way to the eighth or ninth dimension <laughs> in the next couple of years the sky's the the is is the sky's the limit as they say and um i had a long conversation with adama and uh, another conversation with ashtar the ashtar command yesterday and they said that uh, we're going uh, faster than a speeding bullet as the old expression goes and so um they're quite happy uh, with us they they want us to keep up the good work they realize that there's a lot of challenges on this planet, certainly, and um, there's there's a lot of um, you know a lot of negatives trying to um, stop our um, ascension. But if we uh, just keep plugging away, we're getting a lot of support off planet. <coughs> and with today's show, reached a new record of one point one point eight one billion uh, listeners on the planet, and off planet it's somewhere right around thirteen point five fourteen. Um, uh, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, one no, sorry, one point one point three five or one point four million uh, 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 souls lis- listening off planet. And I want to especially thank, of course, the uh, Pleiadians, the Galactic Alliance, and um, uh, Adama and the Hollow Earth, and Ashtar, the Ashtar Command, and of course, all my angels, Archangel Michael, and all all of my wonderful support uh, support uh, spirits on the and angels on the other side for helping to support uh, this show. The purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a, a wonderful place. At the bottom of the hour today, uh, starting at about um, 25 minutes, I'll be bringing on oh, who I, oh, a person, Judy Callie, who I consider one of America's best psychics. She always has positive, uplifting messages for humanity, and I can't wait to bring her on. It's always fun having her on the show and uh so she'll start in about 25 minutes after that at 12 noon uh we'll be saying prayers for rain again um with my good friend jane who was on the uh, show last week she'll be coming back again with some updates on the rain after we prayed for rain uh using the techniques of dr masuramoto Last Saturday, 90% of the province of Alberta was covered in rains, uh, with more rain going into British Columbia as well. We'd like to uh, focus in on our prayers today for the entire country of Canada to um, to be uh, absolutely um, uh, covered in rain and water to stop these fires. The fires um, were actually uh, all engineered, all planned. Um, to destroy this great to destroy uh, that great country of Canada, and there's actually a satellite show, a satellite segment I showed on last week's show, um, which in which all these fires, there must have been more than a dozen different fires in southern Quebec, all starting at once at the same time. Now, if anybody would, you know, if anybody tries to tell me that that was natural. <laughs> That's not natural at all. It's what one in uh, a ten trillion chance of happening. But it was all it was all it was all done. And then um, uh, people researching the issue found out that the ammonia uh, fertilizer that was stolen on a train owned by George Soros of all people from Colorado to uh, California was hijacked. It so-called disappeared. Or guess where it ended up? It ended up starting the fires in southern Quebec. So this thing is all tied in with the deep state and um, 
you know, 90% of Canada's population lives within about 100 miles of the U.S. border. So if they wipe out all the forests and land in, in that area, they don't have any land left. And I guess um, the, the um, plan of the deep state is to force people into cities where they can be controlled in what they call 15-minute workers' paradise cities, where everybody will have to be clamped down, digitized, they'll have a digital currency where everything has to be approved by the government or the bank uh, before you can spend any money. Um, they have proposals in England, actually, three classes. Um, the two main classes are the sovereign class, where you'll be able to spend unlimited amounts of money and earn unlimited amounts of money, but that's for a very, very few percentage. Um, the commoner class, what they call the peasant class, um, you'll only be able to spend $50 or 50 pounds per day with a maximum um, of a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars per month. That's how much you can earn. So you become slaves. You will own nothing like the concentration camp inmates of the 1930s Germany. And um, Klaus Schwab likes to say that people will be happy. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be happy. But this kind of digitized um, prison is is going into effect in China now. And that's why people are escaping China. They're leaving any way they can. It's uh, China has never been a bastion of freedom. But, of course, the WEF, um, they don't want us to have freedom. They want us to be slaves. But um, um, I know that all of these measures are going to fail. But we have to stand up. Um, for our rights and liberties, or else they will be taken away. There was a post on Telegram I saw a couple days ago where the uh, whole Q thing, you know, the QAnon thing, it was um, it was a psyop um, uh, by the deep state to keep, to keep people complacent and do nothing while the CC, by the Chinese Communist Party, um, takes over the United States. And that's basically what's happened. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people were brainwashed and believing these Q posts, but they're not what they seem to be, according to the information I've gotten um, uh, last week. <coughs> when, you, when people are taking away your rights and liberties and making you into slaves, then, um, you know, you have to stand up for that. You can't really just, um, uh, you know, lay back and do nothing. There is, um, of course, um, John F. Kennedy. Uh, I, I was speaking to him uh, the last couple of days, and he wanted me to play um, his um, Ask Not speech today. And I think that would be uh, great if I can find it. Uh, let me see here. I don't see it. But maybe, um, Don, if you wouldn't mind finding that for me. I, I Sorry I didn't give you advance notice. Um, we could just play it. It's only like 45 seconds, but it's very inspiring. And uh, John F. Kennedy had a lot to say about freedom. He's had a lot uh, had a lot to say about people, um, you know, wanting their freedoms here in this country and around the world. America, when it was established, was meant to be a, a beacon of light for the rest of the world. We weren't meant to have a military bent on wars, creating wars all over the planet. Um, we're certainly not meant to be in the Ukraine. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to the day. <laughs> when this fake president is gone and we get our country back because we've definitely lost it. It's been taken over and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of bad stuff uh, going on, but there's a lot of good things happening too. And um, um, yeah, the, the ask, it's the ask not speech. Um, um, it's, it's only like 45 seconds long. If, if you can't find it uh, down, that's fine. I can, I can dig it up, um, but I should have given you advance, advance warning, warning on it. And so my fellow Americans, Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mm -hmm. 
kindly and hold on, okay? Let's get you in there. fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. President Kennedy was all about freedom, um, not only for Americans, but also freedom for the world. And since uh, since he was assassinated back on November 22nd, 1963, he has worked tirelessly for world peace, and he's still working tirelessly uh, for world peace. And as he's told me before, um, he said, what are they going to do, kill me? <laughs> Sorry, passed on, but he's still very much alive in the, in the spirit world. And um, but uh, today's show is going to be uh, a really I think you really enjoy it. I have my good friend, Liam McLaughlin, who will be coming on in about one one or two minutes. Um, he and I and and uh, Martha Childress and uh, other people, of course, with the Hopi, uh, Ernest Tao, uh, Vernon Mesva and Mitch Kohayashi, the Moto Peace Project. We've all been working on clean water for the Hopi and, and Navajo. And we've got a wonderful fundraiser that's coming up next month. Um, in the Seattle area that uh, Leon, uh, I want Leon to talk about for a few minutes. And then after that, the bottom of the hour, I'll be bringing on Judy Kelly um, at, at about uh, tw- uh, 10.30 uh, a.m. Pacific time. If you have any questions for Judy, uh, just email them to me. I'll be happy to ask her on the air. My email is out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. And then uh, at um, twelve noon, we'll be seeing we'll be seeing prayers for rain for uh, for Canada, and followed by at twelve thirty p.m. Uh, a, a half hour segment on talking to animals, talking to your pets, dogs and cats who passed on. Um, and if you have any questions for about about a, a love a love pet, for example, um, just uh, email them to me. I'll be happy to ask them on the air to answer them on the air. My email again is out of this world. 1150 at gmail.com. This summer, I'll be going back to uh, beautiful Mount Shasta at the end of June, coming right up, and, and at the end of August. Everyone who went on my trips last year, all 20 people, all received miracle healings. Several people re- um, had their eyesight restored. Two other people had their hearing restored after being uh, deaf and partially deaf for many years. Uh, another woman was completely healed of Lyme's disease within four hours after receiving a healing. Uh, we go to a special spiritual spot where we pray and bring in um, Adama and the power of uh, power of God, and people get healed. If you're interested, please see my website, www.outofthisworldreadings.com, or you can send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I also have my books available um, uh, Messages from the Masters with messages from Albert Einstein and John F. Kennedy. Journey to the Other Side, which is a book about um, talking to angels and benevolent extraterrestrials, as well as my new German book, Die ganze Welt für Einstein, The Whole World is One. This is in German for those uh, German speakers uh, in Europe and elsewhere. All of them are, are listed on my website, outofthisworldreadings.com. And Journey to the Other Side has just been translated into Spanish, That'll be coming out in a couple of months. Anyway, um, now my good friend, Leon. How are you doing today, uh, Leon? Pretty good, Ted. How's it going? Oh, oh my. It's going great. It's so good to hear your voice. And I, uh, um, I, I'm sorry. I, I think I gave what? I gave you, what, five minutes or ten minutes notice before coming on the air today. So. Well, thank you so very much. I mean, we're doing some great stuff. So, you know, sometimes you got to do the two-minute drill. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Leon, Leon's life has been devoted, much of his life has been devoted to clean water. Um, and um, we work together uh, and, uh, and, other, and others as well, of course, um, 
uh, with uh, getting clean water for the Hopi, beautiful Hopi and the beautiful Navajo uh, Indian, uh, Native Americans. And the Hopi themselves, uh, because the water is so badly contaminated with radiation um, and um, arsenic, that men only live to 44 years and women only live to 54 years on the Hopi reservation. But we're changing that. Um, we've been able to raise um, money to buy uh, water filters, which take out the radiation and the arsenic so people can at a minimum drink clean, clean, fresh water, which is, you know, you, if, if, if a lot of places, um, you don't have a problem with water, but a lot of places do have a problem um, with, with clean water in the United States and elsewhere around the world. And for those places who do, you really appreciate having clean water, but you're having a fundraiser. We're having a fundraiser next month. Go ahead and tell people about that, Leon, if you like. Yes, um, we are having a fundraiser July 14th, 15th, and 16th, and we were so lucky that the owners of this ranch in Woodenville, Washington, um, donated the ranch to us, and we got an amazing lineup of artists, uh, some circus performers, it's going to be outside, um, and it's going to be amazing, and this is for Water for Children for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation, um, Martha, who works with us, and Nancy from yeah, Airline sorry, Ambassador, who works with us, was just on the reservation and um they're happy that we're going to have this fundraiser to bring in more water units for the hopi and navajo because they have homes with no running water um and they also like you said is drinking the water that's there with arsenic and uranium in it so we're buying special filters and putting in special units for the children and the families on the reservation. That's fantastic, Leon. I wanted, and of course, I want to mention Martha Childress. She's the head of the Natural Choice Network. I think she still broadcasts on KKNW in Bellevue, Washington, but great lady, wonderful, uh, wonderful person, heart of gold. And, and of course, Nancy Rivard is with the um, Airline Ambassador Group. Uh, she's fantastic, has a heart of gold. She helps out so many different charities around the world, making this world a better place. And I really admire both of them for their fantastic work. And, uh, and and your work also, Ted. So this bundle package with you, with Clean Water Foundation, with Airline Ambassadors, Sedona Spotlight, we've so far have enough water units for over 25,000 people on the Hopi and Navajo Reservation. Oh and it all started out on your show um, five years ago. So we um, grassroots, but look at the impact. And when they were on the reservation, uh, Vernon and the rest of the tribal council was so happy on what we've done so far because they have no help from no one else. And it was us that's able to provide that water for the children and their families. And we also start putting waters in schools out there also, which is great, and school teachers' um, homes. So this um, fundraiser that's coming up July 14th, 15th, and 16th at the ranch, it'll be for more water units to go on the, uh, on the reservation. And if anybody would like to help us, come on out there. They can reach me at www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org. If you want to donate or come out, just come out and hang. It's a free event. We just asked for a donation, and we got a great lineup of musicians that volunteered. They normally charge two to three thousand a performance, and they volunteered for the Hopi and Navajo oh, for this beautiful. event. Isn't that beautiful? Wow, that's the kind. That's the kind of uh, 
that's the kind of efforts that it's going to lead to a better planet. Absolutely. You know, and, um, and also for people interested, if you, if uh, you can get a tax deduction is absolutely because, because Leon has a 501 C3 organization. And if you're interested in that, certainly you can contact Leon and, and he'll give you uh, all the, all the wonderful uh, details, but we have made an impact. Um, we started doing, I started doing this. Uh, we started doing this back in the spring of, it was April, 2018 when I had Leon on my show and Leon talked about the wonderful things he was doing for clean water, different parts of the world. And then I said, what about America? What about the Hopi Indians? And um, uh, then we, I, I educated him on what was going on, how they didn't live very long and how the water was polluted. But uh, Leon grabbed it. And ever since that time, we've been going full speed and helping them out. And it's really made, I think it's made a really big difference in their lives, improving their lives. It has. It has. I mean, for $150, you're looking at 50 people can have drinking water. That's a huge impact compared to they were drinking, like I said, the water with the arsenic, uranium, other contaminants and viruses. So look at the impact that now, five years later, we then actually put a dent on the reservation from that one water unit that we delivered five years ago to now over 25,000 people able to have clean, fresh drinking water. Yeah. That's a huge impact, and it all started from your show five years ago. Oh, well, thank you. That was so kind of you, Leon. I remember when we first started fundraising, there was a wonderful lady named, I think her name was Teresa, um, great lady. Remember her? And she she donated yep. $30,000, uh, and that really just jump-started it. Yeah, jump yep. started the whole the whole thing, and uh, uh, since that time, I've been working on efforts to establish a library uh, on the Hopi. There's no there's no library, believe it or not, uh, on the Hopi reservation. So that's one thing I project I've been working on, uh, on and off the last couple of years. Um, and uh, clean water, of course, is is a big is a big part of that. Um, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it here in this country where people had such um, awful water conditions. And I, I, I didn't think that that was a problem, but I, it was. It is still a problem, but it's, we're cleaning it up. Yep. Yeah, because they were catching cancers at 16 years old, and right. it was through the water. Right. So it's nice that we're able to put those filters in. Um, so now they're actually drinking clean, fresh drinking water instead right. of the contaminated water that they were drinking, giving them all the problems getting cancers at 16 and kids drinking that water. I mean, that's horrible. Right, exactly, exactly. And I don't want to get uh, too political today, but um, there there was, um, during the Obama administration, they refused to help them. So we decided just to do it um, privately, and it's worked out great, you know, um, which, is, uh, which is wonderful. Could you give out your website again, Leon, because people may not have had a chance to write that down, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, it's www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org, mm -hmm. and it's a 501c3, so you get a write-off, and like I said, $150 uh, gets um, 50 people water um, through the water units that we're putting on the reservation, which mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the whole purpose of life, I think, is to make this world a better place and to think of others first. Um, and um, be service to others, not service to self. But uh, anyway, Leon, well, thanks for coming on and with, with uh, 10 minutes notice. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. The two-minute drill, this event <laughs> in Woodenville, July 14th, 15th, and 16th is going to be a spectacular event. Um, we're going to have uh, Dick's
Burgers is sponsoring us on Saturday. So come on out, get some hamburgers, have some refreshments. Everything is on the house and listen to some great music. So oh. thank you, Ted, for having me. Hope to see you there and your audience. Anybody want to come, just come on down. We're going to have a lot of fun bringing awareness that the Hopi and Navajo Reservation need clean, fresh drinking water. And the tribe was super happy that we are spreading that message out. Wonderful, wonderful, Leon. Well, I'm thank you so much for coming on with with uh, 10 minutes notice today. So. Yep. <laughs> you, you pulled me off the bench, Ted, and say it's time to come out and play. <laughs> and, you know, you called me this morning, and I didn't hear my phone ring. I have the ringer on, but it, who knows? <laughs> who knows what? One of those things. But, hey, we were able to get the word out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Leon, you have a beautiful day, my friend, and thanks so much again on behalf of all my listeners worldwide on this planet and off the planet for all your fantastic work. We really appreciate it. Hey. Thank you, Ted, and the tribe, thank you for all you've done um, to start the campaign from five years ago to now. We really have done some great work. So they thank you, we thank you, and you have a great, great day. Talk right. to you soon. All right. Thank you, Leon. You take care, my friend. All right. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That, that's Leon McLaughlin. Uh, he's a great guy. You know, I'll tell you a story. I should have asked him while he was on the air, but... He um, he uh, started with uh, got interested in clean water uh, issues. Oh, I don't know how many years ago, 15, 20 years ago when he was traveling in Mexico and he was in this village and um, the lady had a bathtub full of this really dirty water. That was her drinking water and washing water as well. And one of the people he was with thought he was doing her a favor and he and he drained out all the water in this bathtub and and the lady just got really upset she said you've taken my water for a month and it turned out that um she had collected um she, she they only got so much water every month and it was just like a half a bathtub full but they had to use it for bathing and drinking and washing their dishes and clothes so it got really dirty but uh we were that they Leon got interested in in, in um, clean water issues after that, and then started working on filters for for water, and was able to help her out as well as many people in the beautiful country of Mexico in that village, um, and has and since gone worldwide on his efforts. And I think water issues, especially, are a big issue nowadays. A lot of places don't have clean drinking water, and they certainly and they certainly need it. And I appreciate all your help uh, so, so much. Um, if you'd like to help the Hopi just um, uh, with their water or maybe putting in a new library, I've been working on that now the last couple of years, um, please um, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. That's outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or you can write me at um, uh, outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. Either account is, is just fine. I'll be going to uh, Mount Shasta here soon, and if you'd like to come, there is some room left. Although both trips are starting to are starting to, to really fill up. Um, last year, uh, I went to Shasta twice, no, three times, two, three times, and um, everybody who came on the trips all received a healing. And it's just not just not a physical healing either. Let's say that you had a, a, a for example, a bad childhood, and you were you suffered a lot of abuse. Well, they can heal that as well. And, and back in, uh, as an example, back in 2018, um, I had a, um, I'd been working for many years, not taking many breaks, and my heart was starting to wear out. 
And uh, Adama um, helped me get a new heart. That's right. He gave me a new heart. And he, he um, in the following year, I'd had um, blurry 2050 uh, vision in one eye. And um, Adama was able to get help me get a perfectly clear 2010 crystal clear vision in both eyes. And the way it's done is that you ask, uh, he said, I thanked him for both, of course. And he said, oh, I didn't do it, Ted. Uh, uh, you did it. And I said, really? <laughs> He said, yes, you did it. You, I helped. I just helped you contact the God, the inner God within you. And once you contacted the inner God, then you were able to get a healing. And that's the same way it works nowadays um, at, at Shasta. You can get a healing like that anywhere on the planet if you can tie into your own um, inner God. And um, I'm not a medical doctor, certainly, but I do spiritual healing. And the thing is that if you tie into God through prayers and meditation, nothing is impossible, believe me. And the light forces, uh, it's important especially to know for many people around the planet that the light forces are always stronger than the dark. And sure, the, the dark's trying all kinds of crazy crap now. Their so-called 15 and 20 minute cities are ridiculous. I mean, living like a caged animal in a few blocks. I mean, who, who wants that? That's ridiculous. Um, that's one of the things they wanna do. Um, one of the things that the World Economic Forum um, uh, uh, talked about last year was getting rid of all pets and pets, cats, and dogs. And uh, I love cats and dogs, and they're all part of the circle of love around us. I don't see that going very far. Actually, but in, in Hong Kong last year, the CCP got rid of, uh, forced people, killed off all the cats and dogs within Hong Kong because they said that it was uh, causing global warming. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. Um, anyway, um, but uh, we have to stand up for our rights and liberties right now and be strong because there's a lot of assaults, of course, on, on humanity. And um, one of the things that uh, my friend Nostradamus told me years ago was that as people ascend into these higher dimensions, we're all ascending now, we will all become telepathic and able to communicate telepathically with each other. And language, the spoken language will become secondary. And uh, that's this is the way that our my, our Pleiadian brothers and sisters communicate. They have a language, actually, that sounds like like Cherokee. It's very kind of a choppy language, but it's also very musical and mathematically based. Um, and it's it's just fascinating listening to them because it really lifts your energy, lifts your heart when you listen to them talk. But they communicate primarily through tele telepathy. And the nice thing I like about telepathy is that you can't um, you never get a mis. Uh, communication. It's always the, the pure, uh, you get the, um, the, the, the pure uh, intent there uh, for, uh, for your message. And um, at any rate, um, that's how they, we, we will communicate as well. And we're already starting to do that now. Now let's, let's take your favorite politician, whether it's Trudeau in Canada or Joe, what's his last name? Starts with a B. I can't really remember. I don't think he's important um, for the United States. But um, some say that actually Biden died a couple of years ago and we have just a picture of him on a CGI screen, computer generated image. So I don't know, um, that's what I've heard. <clears throat> but you can read people's minds very easily. You can read your politics. Once you go into the fifth dimension, my friends, you'll be able to <clears throat> read a politician's mind very easily and tell instantaneously whether they're telling us the truth or, or lying to us. And um, 
And um, so it'll be a very different way of, of, uh, of, of communication. If you have a, a, a criminal court proceeding, as one example, and you have somebody who's been accused of a crime or in a civil trial, people are, 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 are saying different things. You can, people will be able to read the judge, the prosecutor, the different uh, attorneys will be able to read their minds, each other's minds to tell whether they're telling the truth or not, which is just, just amazing. So, um, uh, and uh, so the, the net effect of all that telepathy will be um, that people will not be able to commit crimes like they do now. Um, they won't be able to do one thing and, 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 and do another. And so it, um, uh, it's going to be an interesting time to be alive, and I can't wait, frankly. Um, it's the kind of time that um, we would have had had President Kennedy lived back in the 60s. Um, in my book, actually, um, this book here, Messages from the Masters, there's a timeline on what would have happened had President Kennedy lived. As an example, there would have been no Vietnam War. Wouldn't that have been amazing? So the 44,000 Americans and the hundreds of thousands of poor Vietnamese who were killed during that conflict would have never died. And all the money, the trillions of billions of dollars spent um, on that weight, on that conflict would, could have been spent on the environment, social programs to make the world a better place and not just destruct, destroy everything. You can make the same argument about the Ukraine right now. Um, the fake government in, in DC or wherever they are have, have spent, have spent well over $200 billion propping up that, um, um, that, um, uh, government, that fake government. And, um, I don't see, I, I, I see the Ukrainians, uh, losing no matter how much money, uh, is pumped in there and it's actually hurt our own economy and our military as well. Did you know in January, there are some national guard units here in the United States that weren't paid because there wasn't enough money because all the money had been sent to Ukraine. People don't realize, but that's true. And, um, but uh, we, again, we'll have to stand up for our rights and liberties. But I know in the end, we're going to get through this and, and come up with a much better and happier world on the other side. My good friend, um, uh, Judy Kelly is supposed to be um, supposed to be coming on now, but I don't see her. Um, let me give her a call. Oh, there she is. Good. Okay. Let me just ring her on. Judy, how are you doing, my friend? I was on Zoom, but it wasn't connecting. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, That's okay. I just wanted you to know so you can do whatever you need to do. Oh, okay. Well, let me talk to the Zoom gods. Um, okay. <laughs> and I'll be doing the Zoomies in the meantime while you're doing that. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, this is our backup plan. We have a, I had a black backup plan today for Judy. Um, that in the event that uh, she had any issues with June just to, uh, with Zoom just to call my number and she did and it was funny because I was just getting ready to call you actually so we can we can just do do like this um, okay yeah, that's fine you know um, yeah so um, I consider Judy um, one of America's best psychics and the thing I like about her is that she has all these really fascinating um, um, uh, spirits who come in. Uh, like um, what you've had uh, Betty Boop come in, I know, and, and uh, Santa Claus came in. Um, yeah. Let me see. Um, <laughs> I've had Bugs Bunny come in. I've had Mickey and Minnie Mouse come in. Um, I've had um, Yosemite Sam come in. I've had uh, Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. um, I've had, of course, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Um, mm -hmm. It's quite fun because the messages that they give 
are very smart and very wise, but they also are connected to how they are portrayed in public. So it's quite interesting how they show the wiser part of them, and anything you believe in becomes real. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, our thoughts create them, don't they? Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. So these little beings are real beings, uh-huh. and quite fascinating. So I have fun when they show up, and uh, I'm always delighted in the wisdom that they share because it's it's usually very very wise, but it's put in a very fun way. Uh huh. Wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I can I can I can see in my mind's eye, intuitive intuitive eye, uh, Judy, that there's a whole bunch of spirits lining up here. They're all very patient. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'm sure you have too. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few here. Um, <laughs> well, um, ladies first, go ahead and 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 um, uh, who 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 wants to come through first, or who would you like to bring in first? Okay, let me tune in. Okay. It's Betty Grable. Betty Grable. Interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting because Betty Grable was my cousin's godmother. Um, my aunt was a professional singer. Uh -huh. uh, uh, and uh, that was her, uh, Betty Grable and her husband were her best friends. I've never channeled Betty Grable. Really? So here we go. Okay. Uh -huh. Never, ever even entertained the idea. So here we go. Okay, great. She, she was, she was uh, an, an actress, famous actress. But, and her legs, she was, I mean, her legs were insured for astronomical amounts of money. And she had really, really beautiful legs. Oh, wow. And okay. Was known as, you'd see her as a pinup girl. She had blonde curls, very beautiful, big eyes. Uh -huh. And uh, she, yes, she was a very, very good actress. Uh -huh. And her husband was a band leader. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Her, wow. Her okay. James Band. Okay. Wonderful. So this is all a 40s thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 40s thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here we go with Betty Grable. Okay, great. The lusciousness of life can come in many forms. In my day, being in, uh, involved with really vibrant, alive music was fun. There wasn't what you would call television at that time. Mm -hmm. There was radio. But you had to tune into being actively enthusiastic about life in order to perform because everything you did was reflected in your voice, the way you looked. You couldn't fake it. Right, right. I find it interesting today that there's so many entertainers that are in their heads. They're not in their hearts. They're not there genuinely. They're doing what somebody else has done or what the industries told them to do and they're hollow inside mm -hmm. they're not yet they're all consumed with being famous and having money right right but at those things and they don't quite know what to do next because they never develop themselves right in our day you had to be gifted and my mother was a professional dancer for 20 years and my grandmother on the road mm -hmm. so i understand the way they lived mm -hmm. and she's saying that in her day you had to be multi-talented. Mm -hmm. You had to sing and dance and act. You couldn't just stand in front of a mic and have them adjust different modes on the on the computer mm -hmm. with music and make you sound different. You had to genuinely be able to do all those things. Mm -hmm. wow. and my, my 
message to you today is to have happy feet. Take your joy and spread your joy into your feet as you dance and walk through life. And literally put music on. We did Boogie Woogie, You Can Do Anything You Want To. But put music on and be happy to dance to it. Be grateful for the fact that you have legs at work. Mm-hmm. You have a, if you're not able to dance in your legs, by all means, sit in a chair and move your body whatever way you can move. Mm-hmm. Wow. But my message is to be more alive and to respect the fact that you are alive. Mm-hmm. Because when it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's usually quick. And you're thinking you have so much more time. And this is now when you want to live. Not tomorrow, not next week. You want to live now. Mm-hmm. And you want to celebrate participating in life. Mm-hmm. So I ask you to watch some old movies or watch Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire and people like that. And notice the joy in their bodies. Notice the precision with which they dance or they sing or they act. And know that it came from a place of deep dedication to the craft, taking pride in what you did, which I need very little of that today. Mm-hmm. Knowing that life is exactly what it is in that moment. Mm-hmm. And in- so I ask you to have happy feet and take your happy feet and share your happy feet with the world. And when you're walking and dancing and skipping and doing those kind of things, do it with joy. And then the center of the earth will get your joy. And all of life will expand in joy. And what greater gift could you give than to spread joy? Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Really, really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to sharing on and off for about six months, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the courage to speak until now. Oh, wow. So we are even shy at times, too. Wow, (laughs) wow. Well, you know, what I like about what you said is that um, um, people sometimes act, uh, you know, you hear people talk saying, well, and I retire when I'm 60, when I'm 70, you know, when I'm 125 years old, then I will, you know, take a trip to Europe or I'll do this or whatever. That's right. But all you've got is now. This is that's right. Your reality is now. It's not ten. It's not five years from now. It's now, and so that's what you have to have to deal with. You know. So yes, yes, we don't have expiration dates on our birth certificates, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> so all we have is this moment. Right, right. You went on the phone with one of the most brilliant men I've ever known and an absolutely talented actress and dancer and singer. And how could it not get better than this? Right, right. So what you're saying is absolutely valid and very important. Mm-hmm. And Betty Grable's dancing... <laughs> of course, with her feet while we're talking this. And she's saying, remember you have a legacy. And you have a time in people's hearts and minds. It's very short. Mm-hmm. Make it good. Mm-hmm. Make it inspirational. Mm-hmm. Make a difference. So that when they think of you, they smile. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's that's great. And she, and she always, you always lived by your heart, didn't you? 
You didn't? Yes. Yeah, right, right. But you know, as anybody else in, in show business and in life, you have your issues. Mm-hmm. And she said, but you know, in the bottom line, no matter what you live or how you do it, you were given a gift. And how you choose to unwrap that gift and appreciate it is your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everybody's given a gift of life. Right. Use it well. Use it well. Yeah, that's um, that's very, very true. Wow. Just happy feet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Betty. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I, you really, uh, that's, a, that's wonderful messages you gave. Thank you for, for, for sharing it, your wisdom. Welcome back anytime. <laughs> did you ever, Betty? Did you ever go to visit a place called El Dorado um, uh, Motel in uh, where is it? It's in southern New Mexico. It's a place where Humphrey Bogart, Fred Astaire, um, I think Fred Astaire was. I'm not sure. There, a lot of actors in the they used to film westerns there, and uh, a lot of actors and actresses like to hang out there. I don't know if you ever went there. I visited the place last year. It was it was great fun going there and talking to Humphrey Bogart and other people. But, Thing, dear Ted, I've been many places that only my mind remembers. <laughs> <laughs> she says, but, she said, you're talking about my gang. Mm. You're talking about my friends. Mm-hmm. You're talking about my tribe. Mm-hmm. And we went lots of places together and did many things, some known and some not known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, but it was always with a big happy heart and hugs that we shared with each other. Mm-hmm. So I would venture to say I probably have been there in the memories of my life. Mm-hmm. And she, but you know, have we not been everywhere? Because we are everything. Right. So my message to you is yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well. That's Marvelous. Okay, here's Charlie Chaplin. Okay, great. great. Here we go. All right, great. I love your films, Charlie. <laughs> you like my penguin walk, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> your penguin walk's great. <laughs> oh, here's Charlie. Okay. I absolutely inhaled what my dear friend Betty said because it really is the number one most noticeable difference from my generation to your generation. Your generations have provided some amazing things. But I see today that so much is exposed to young people at such a young age that they don't even have the innocence of their own childhood. And that saddens me. We could go out and play until dark. And we played in dirt and we ran and we used our bodies and we hung from trees. Mm-hmm. And we delighted in tasting lemonade. And we delighted in being able to make friends and to go and do what we wanted. We were not concerned about our safety. We had the opportunity that the whole world was our oyster. And all of what we would call the adult stuff was left to be adult stuff. Mm-hmm. And It saddens my heart when I look at the eyes of many of the children of today and I realize the hardship they're going through in trying to just maintain their level of innocence and childhood. Right. 
And when you've got a four-year-old worrying about nuclear war, when you've got a five-year-old dad is watching pornography with no respect for the child and all the confusion, that saddens my heart. Mm -hmm. What alarms me is the new children that have come on the planet to take us into the seventh golden crystalline age of wisdom and peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what softens it in my heart. Because these children are wiser and they have so much more integrity because they do know more. And they are making an amazing difference in the world. So that is the dip of the sad and the dip of the delight Mm -hmm. of my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was performing and when I was living life, that's what I call it, doing what I did, Mm -hmm. I cherished almost every single moment. And I really was grateful to be alive when I was alive. Mm -hmm. Creativity was the key. Everybody was in tune with how can I create something that will make a difference in the world? And I don't see as that today. I see more money and more ease being the motivation and not necessarily making a difference in the world in a positive way. Mm And then you've got the new children coming up that do not want to play by the old rules. They're not interested in the way you and I were raised. Right. In putting their heart and leading with their heart and living in grace. Mm -hmm. And I find that so exciting Mm. that I just celebrate them all the time. And I do whatever I can when I'm around them to let them know and clap and celebrate who they are. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you're particular to daytime, you're very blessed to have them because they are your saving grace. Mm -hmm. And I, as myself, I used to take time to just be, and I didn't care where I was, whether I was on the road, whether I was in Cleveland, Ohio, or Mississippi, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. I would take time to just be still in nature, and it would recharge my batteries. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't see as many of you doing that. But nature was always my greatest restore. And to see a mountaintop, to see the beauty of a deep, to be able to smell the flowers and smell that grass smell after rain Mm -hmm. is what the things were that motivated me. Mm -hmm. And when I get accolades for the work I did, I accept it and I appreciate it, but I also recognize that the greatest gift I could give, which is what I gave, was to be authentically myself. Mm-hmm. And I suggest each of you consider to take the masks off and be who you really are and know the gift you're here to give as a divine being way. And be here now so that when you're talking to people, You're actually present. You're not considering them a second-class citizen and making something in your mind more important. I see that with cell phones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I ask you to consider participating in life fully and completely and be here now Mm -hmm. and do it with a happy heart because it is all over in a second. And yet you go on to experience more beauty and more things mm-hmm. when you come into your light body as a 
as what you call death, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. We're always alive. We just change forms. That's right. So I'm still dancing. I'm still acting. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing my Charlie thing. And that delightful penguin walk that you enjoy so much, Ted. <laughs> but I'm also very grateful that I love, in life, there is always more to experience and to share, whether you're on this side or the other side. So I'm glad I'm known. I'm glad that I'm having a chance today with my dear friend Betty to share. But I also want you to perhaps consider what I'm saying. You know, there's wisdom in age. And as you get older, one of the greatest gifts you give is getting rid of all the death you've been taught. And when you realize that life is very different for you versus somebody else, and isn't that delightful that you get to make your own change? And you get to choose how you're going to live your life and how you're going to participate sharing your gifts with the world. My gift for sharing with the world was to give people entertainment so for sure they could imagine a different life. Mm-hmm. And that would inspire their creativity. And there again, when you talk about creativity, what a gift that is. When you see Nikola Tesla being creative in his way, when you see Albert Einstein being creative in his way, mm-hmm. when you see all these beings, the Wright brothers, the greatest gift you have is your creativity. Use it. That's what I'm best known for. And I'm very grateful for that. And so I salute you and I leave doing my penguin walk, Ted, in honor of you. Well, thank you. But I you with a laugh. so that you can take that laugh and use it any way you choose this is Charlie Chaplin and I am grateful that you're here and I'm grateful we have to share thank you Charlie for coming on that was fantastic so good to hear from you (laughs) wow okay here we go Roy Roger okay Hello, buckaroos. (laughs) I and Dale are here, happy trails and all, with our beautiful horses to celebrate you. One of the greatest things about the West, or the Western lifestyle, was it was natural. You did everything with your hands. You held the earth preciously. You walked on it. You sat on it. You helped cultivate it. And so being a Western scholar had its perks, but nothing is more precious than being alive with the earth. And I used to celebrate and be grateful every time I planted a crop. I used to be grateful when it would come through the ground and like a little child waiting for that sprout to see life Mm -hmm. and then being able to eat it and know that it's nurturing my body in ways I don't even know and I don't need to know. The wisdom of nature was in my body giving me what I needed. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So my time with my beautiful wife, which still exists, and she was a brain. I would sit there, watch her brain work, and I would think, 
is there anything any more marvelous? I don't. Dale, what absolutely and still is a force to be reckoned with. And every day it was so entertaining to hear what she would come up with next. Because mm -hmm. she was really brilliant and she still is uh, gorgeous, of course. Mm -hmm. But she had a heart bigger than Texas or the earth. And she would extend herself in ways that we would be going to the local market, which was really somebody's front yard, usually. And there'd be like eight or nine people all talking. And I'd see Dale over giving a child a hug that was crying. Or I'd see her give them a penny piece of, of a candy. Mm -hmm. Or I'd see her put them on her lap and just hug them because they were sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I would marvel at how she just intuitively knew where to go and what to do. So I give thanks for growing up in the West and growing up in farmland where you really understood and appreciated the earth. You appreciated all of life and you had more time with the critters. They weren't in zoos. They were right there in their natural place. And that's the last thing I would like to see leave among many things. I would like to see there be no more zoos. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see all animals in their natural habitat unless they're sick or they're ill and they do need to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. But I loved being a Western star, mainly mm -hmm. because it gave me access to so many things and so many people and so many experiences that my wife and I share. And when you have and love yourself, mm -hmm. Then there's so much more you can share with a partner. Mm -hmm. So I ask you to love you and really thoroughly become very aware of who you are mm -hmm. and celebrate that. Mm -hmm. And if you're blessed enough to have a partner, appreciate them. Take time to look at them and see who they are, not how they're attached to you. Mm -hmm. And I knew in my heart that Dale was really the star. That she really carried us in ways I can't even describe. Mm -hmm. She was such a generous and still is such a generous being. So my message to you is happy trails. Follow your heart and give a horse a hug. They deserve it. Great. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm seeing him and I'm seeing Dale as they're riding their horses and they're waving. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. What, Happy trail. What a beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Wow. 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 Okay. Anything you want to share, Ed? Um, you know, if we're talking about entertainers, um, what about um, L. Johnson would be, would be fun? L. Johnson? I think so. Yeah. Um, boy, I can't remember the, the name. It's, um, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh boy. I'm, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? LB Johnson, the president? No, of course. No, no, not him, but oh. he was, he was famous in the twenties. Um, Al is it 
Al Jolson? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing here with that big black face. Oh. Um, <laughs> with the biggest, biggest smile. It reminds me of Louis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Louis Armstrong the greatest smile. Yeah, he does. He'll embrace in a smile. Could you not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Louis Armstrong. Like that. His, his smile is so big and so genuine and so infectious. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, thank you. I contribute that to my mother. My <laughs> mother had the greatest smile. Uh-huh. Wow. And I used to sit and try to count how many teeth she had oh. because of like they went on forever. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> but I have the opportunity in what you call the segregated South to be reminded every day that I had no worth. Hmm. And one of the things that used to change that was what Roy talked about. I found great inspiration and healing in nature. Hmm. And I found it interesting that a fox did not give a hoot what people thought about my skin color. Mm-hmm. That we raced each other and I could play with their tail and look at the dedication of their family because did you know that they mate for life? Wow. And when their mate dies, they don't remate. Interesting. And so I would sit and watch these beautiful dens of these beautiful foxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How they so naturally enjoyed each other and enjoyed life. Mm-hmm. And I'd go back into the limelight and remind myself that just because some people did not have the capacity to love did not mean that I was not lovable. Mm-hmm. And I would celebrate all of life. And when I would see somebody that would sneer at me or make faces at me or just make some human gesture, I would stand proud and I would remember that my mother gave me a smile to light up the world. And that was my job, no matter where I was or what I was experiencing. My smile was to light up the hearts of everybody. And that was my mama's gift to me. My dad's gift was practical. He was a very practical man. And he could make anything out of anything. I'd bemoan that this broke or that didn't work. And my dad would laugh and he'd say, well, that just means, son, you need to use your noodle, which was a, a slang term for your head. Uh-huh. <laughs> they get that noodle out and get it working. Uh-huh. And funny. My dad would stand beside me and we'd look at the perplexed situation and then we'd laugh. Wow. And he'd say, okay, let's start working and the Lord will do its thing. And we'll do our thing. And we'll have a new thing by the time we get done. Whether we can use it or not is another story. Right. <laughs> well, well. But we're at least going to give it our go. Mm-hmm. So we'd say, son, get that noodle out and start getting it working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as what you call the entertainer, Al Jolson, mm-hmm. I really did, as one of many, lead the way for black entertainers. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people from different cultures and different skin colors that supported us. Mm-hmm. We're grateful because that took the sting out of many of the circumstances of right. being asked not to drink water on the same drinking fountain as a white person. I see. Not be able to use the rest. Mm-hmm. Not being able to go inside the establishment. Right. We were performing. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so there were so many ways that life gave me 
really hugs in place of daggers. And I wanted the message to be heartfelt today. I ask you to smile and do your mama or your daddy smile and light up the heart of every person and know that you've done good. Mm-hmm. Your noodle, my dad used to say, and you've made a difference in the world. And trust me, the children and the animals are right with you because they smile too. And the adults here are there. But light up the hearts of the world with your beautiful smile. Nobody has the same smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is my- Beautiful advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so good to talk to you. And now he's going, ha, ha. And he used to do this little wave with his hand as he'd make this little noise. And he just did it. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. <laughs> How funny. How funny. <laughs> you know, one of the people I, I, I love his music is Louis Armstrong. And, yes. and the music is, it's a wonderful world. Uh, Don, if you got it, sorry, I didn't give you advance notice, but um, if you if you might be able to find that, we could play the first couple of minutes and maybe we could bring, if, if Louis, uh, Mr. Armstrong's there, it'd be great to talk to him. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful world. Don, that's, that's the music. It's, um, it's one of my favorite songs. Okay. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Very uplifting. Um, thanks. Thanks so much, Tom. Yes. Louis Armstrong is here. Okay. Great. He's saying, let his song be his message. I see. Okay. Okay. He said, it is a wonderful, wonderful world. Okay. If you see it that way. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree. I agree. Every day when you get up, there's something more wonderful for you to discover and delight in from yesterday. Right. That is a great legacy. You can leave anybody around you is that you see the beauty and more beauty in every moment and every day. That is my message. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. So good to hear from talk to you today. You wrote some beautiful music. Yeah, Don, if we could play that first uh, minute or two would be beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Don's obviously still looking. Yeah, no, no, no. He found it. We, no, we see I the video. Found it, but it's just not playing. So let's. Uh, that's interesting, isn't it? So let's yeah, see that... if we can uh, find something else that might be playing. That's... Okay. All right. Okay. So here's Louis. Still. Okay. Well, let's let's just try. Let's try something else. I'm going to try a slightly different uh, browser, folks. There's a little. This is okay. That's all right. Here. That's it all right. Don. A wonderful world. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got something it's here. Louis saying, "Sing it with me." All right. Okay. All right, Louis. We will sing it with you. Okay. I think we are just about ready. Finally. Yeah, there we go. I had to use another browser. You know, folks, sometimes these browsers can be uh, a little tricky. Yeah. There we go. Here yeah. We go. Yeah. 
I see trees of green. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white, bright blessed days, dark sacred nights, and I think to myself, what I wonder. Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the skies, also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I Babies crying. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think. To myself, what a wonderful world. Thanks, Don, for playing that, and thank you, Louis, for joining us today. That was fantastic. Really appreciate it. It's one of those happy songs. Yeah, it's that, a happy song. Yeah, it, it's his his a great low toned voice, mm-hmm. which just calms you automatically. Mm-hmm. But each word he says with truth, you can feel he means every word thing, and that's what's so beautiful about his singing. Yeah, and that's what Betty Grable was talking about too. People put the heart in, and Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. People put their heart into their performances. Yes. Yeah. She. He's right. It's exactly the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to bring in Marilyn Monroe. Okay, great. All right. And she's saying her message is brief, but it's heartfelt. Okay. Okay. I find it interesting that I still gain so much attention so many years after I'm no longer on your stages and your screens. And I know that there's so many of us that are immortalized. And I find that idea interesting. The one person is more important than another. I had an interesting life that took me through many extremes of feelings. And I invented myself. My voice was made up to be how I wanted my voice to sound. Mm-hmm. Came across in a way that I very purposefully 
created. I was a self-made woman. And I've had many adventures that are known and not known. But the greatest gift I gave to the world, in my opinion, was I chose how I was going to be viewed. Mm -hmm. And my image today covers so many things and is still known. It's very interesting how I'm wealthier in this life as on the other side, mm. as I ever was there. Mm -hmm. That wealth continues to build for the relatives that receive all the royalties. Mm. And isn't that an interesting gift to give? Mm. That your time here has continued to touch hearts mm. and touch hearts more when you're gone than when you were here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so I find that very amusing. Uh -huh. And Elvis and I talk about it a lot. Hmm. You know, Elvis is and was a dear man. Uh -huh. And he was so dedicated to his understanding of the Lord. And that was infused in him by his parents. Mm -hmm. And his mother was a very, very devoted woman to what they called the Lord. And Elvis embraced that, along with all of his wealth and his wisdom and his, his profound popularity. He was a down-to-earth Southern boy who had very Southern roots. Mm -hmm. And he and I talked about what celebrity means and how it's affected our families and our fans all over the world. And so I want to take the time to thank my fans those that liked me and those that absolutely couldn't stand me. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that my image is still known all over the world. Mm -hmm. Interesting feeling to have. Mm -hmm. So I ask you to live it. Be you. Be bold. Be bodacious. Don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. You be you and know the world will embrace it. And those that get it, get it. And those that don't, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Somebody else touched their heart. Mm -hmm. But in my particular life, I absolutely loved, when I really looked back at everything, the versatility of who I was and how just like something that's been held under the wall, I popped back up and found new ways to contribute to my life as Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. One of my connections to Judy is her beautiful mama and I, on the other side, studied opera. And one of my great gifts was I always wished I had a voice like an opera singer. And so one of the gifts I gave myself after I passed is I have studied opera, and that's something that Judy's mother and I share as entertainers. Mm -hmm. And I really had fun with it. Mm -hmm. So when you think of me as dead, please don't. Mm -hmm. Think of me being opera, and that'll make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's I funny. leave you with a laugh. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's great. Thank you, Marilyn, for sharing that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she had that breathy voice yeah. that she made 
quite, I've never heard anybody else with a breathy voice, mm-hmm. right? Hers. And there again, she had a smile that could light up the world. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And she said, so did swivel hips. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Swivel <laughs> his way, my way, anytime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Well. <laughs> Anything else you want to share, Tech? Um, I always love talking. Um, thank you, Uh Marilyn, for coming on today. It's fantastic to talk to you. And, um, and, and I found especially, um, especially interesting the fact that you're richer on the, on the, uh, the that, that you're now that you're on the other side than you were when you were here. That happens to a lot of artists. A lot of artists happen that actually they famous painters who, uh, who um, are in poverty most of their lives yeah. painting and then then they have to pass on before they their works become known. <laughs> you know? But it shows you that their their life was true inspiration. Right. It wasn't to make money. Right. It was because the art touched them in such a deep way that needed to express their art, whether they had money or not. Right. Exactly. What message is that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Was it was it Picasso? I'm trying to remember. There there are there are there are, there are some famous artists who yes, uh, Picasso. Yeah, Picasso. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's who I thought. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, my younger daughter has been an animal communicator now for over 35 years, mm-hmm. and we talk to animals every day. Oh, really? And what oh. most people don't know is animals have already ascended. Uh huh. Wow. Higher and we do mm-hmm. and you know that because they know how to love right and we're not necessarily right there all the time right right exactly mm-hmm. so one of our dogs all of our dogs and all of us have lives and lives is every form of life every tree fruit mm-hmm. rainbows planets we live everything at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of our, um was had a life as pablo picasso and when we rescued her she was the only dog we had for 15 years that would go through our trash cans and make pictures on our bathroom floors. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. after about a year of that, it occurred to me one day, and I said, I'm going to go to the dollar store, and I'm going to go get some tissue paper, like Christmas time, that comes in the solid colors, uh-huh. red and green. Uh-huh. And I said, that way you don't have to take the tissue out of our, t- out of our trash cans. Right, right. But I would love that. My favorite color is red. Oh, wow. Okay. So next morning, my daughter wakes me up and she says, Mom, Lexi, that's the dog, left a gift for you. And uh-huh. I go in our and she had taken the tissue paper and it formed about 25 birds that you could see were birds. They had wings and beaks and they were in this huge, huge, beautiful spiral. And she said, that's a flock of birds I left for you. Oh, really? How funny. So for years, I never asked her if she'd ever been an artist. Because she's the only dog we ever had that did that. She just passed two years ago. And about six months before she passed, I was going to the dollar store because we'd moved to Oklahoma from California. Uh And I hadn't gotten her tissue in about a year. So I said to her, Lexi, I'm going to the dollar store. Would you like some more tissue? And she said, yes, red. Remember, that's my favorite color. I said, yes, I will remember. Uh And there again, used it again. 
And one day it occurred to me and I said to her, Lexi, you've always been so creative with the tissue. Have you ever been an artist? And something you need to know about animals is they will not tell you anything. You have to ask. You can have an animal that's in excruciating pain. And unless you ask them, they won't volunteer it. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, have you ever been an artist? And she said, yes. And I said, have you been an artist that I would know? She said, yes. She said, but remember, ma'am, the dogs call me ma'am. Remember that you're asking me. And I said, yes, I'm remembering that. Mm -hmm. So could you give me your name? And she said, I want to remind you you're asking. I said, yes, I'm asking. Because it's deep respectful they come from. Mm -hmm. Pablo. And I said, are we talking about Pablo Picasso? And she said, yes. She said, but remember you asked. And I said, yes, and I thank you for your honesty. Mm -hmm. It was Pablo Picasso. So when you see those animals out there and you think they're dumb animals, oh, no, 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 no. It could be Charlie. That's true. It could be Al Jolson. It could be Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) One of our was Albert Einstein's best friend. He was a mathematical genius. Uh And our dogs was Edith Piaf, the opera singer. And she was also the heiress for the writer Fortune. Uh And one of the dogs is has holds two of the highest offices spiritually you can hold. Really? She's the, the Ark of Creation. Oh, wow. And she's the guardian of the flame of life. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, wow. That's your information on animals today. Wow. That's <laughs> great. That's great. Well, I have a segment I've scheduled for the show at 12.30 p.m. with uh, questions of people. I've invited people to send in questions for, for their pets. Um, and, um, and I want so if you like to join with that, that'd be fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, and the other thing, too, is that I did a, a prayer sessions for Rain for Canada last uh, Saturday, yes. Judy. And um, and I, I know a lot of people were, were praying um, uh, around the world for, for Rain for Canada. And, well, what happened is that earlier this week, um, 90% of Alberta, province of Alberta, was actually covered in rain, and it actually went into British Columbia, too. So we had a good effect. So we're going to do it again today. We're going to do it um, uh, later. But if you want to join for that, that'd be great, too. Of course. Oh, so. that's <laughs> What a great way to use your positive energy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Judy. Well, we did it two and a half years ago when um, there were fires all over Australia and people didn't know what to do. And we did that. And the whole country of Australia was covered in rain. They had rain in areas they'd never had. Um, um, do you know dancing as you're saying this? Really? Cocopelli. Really? Oh, wow. I'm Cocopelli dancing as you're saying this. Uh-huh. So I would invite Cocopelli to help. Okay. Okay. Do you know who Cocopelli is? Um, she's, um, if I get this right, she's, she's a Hawaiian goddess. Is that right? Yes, but she's also associated with the, uh, Hispanics and the Malins and things like that as well. Okay. So my point is I'm seeing Cocopelli. So I would definitely invite that beautiful being in to help there. Okay. Okay. Well, if if um, if you're free, um, um, we can um, 
um, you can join us at the, the next segment um, on that. It, I, you know, it, it's it's amazing. I was so happy to hear that when the rain was coming. And it's going to happen again, I'm sure, this week. Yes, and, and Cocopelli said, fortunately for, for me and for you, I have an open calendar. Oh, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I know people get busy. Um. You can show up time. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. She's got yeah. a great sense of <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, we'll be sure to invite her, invite her on when we when we get to the to the rain section here in a little while. Um, I wanted to ask Judy when when you were on last, um, Thomas Jefferson came in, and yes. um, he said that we had like what was it two one and a half soul on the planet had moved up one percent in self love. Oh my gosh, that's great. And how are we doing now? Is that continuing? Well, you mentioned to me that it was three. Three percent. Yeah, that's actually more now. Uh huh. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the beautiful thing is, we're going in the direction of self-love, and that means a, a world that will have more of harmony and peace than we had last week. And isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's really wonderful that when we've had these messages, um, and remember that just two months ago, Ashtar came in and told us that we had increased the energy for fifth dimension. And originally we were scheduled to go into fifth dimension in 2038. Right, exactly. So knock 16 years off of it, and now we're doing it now. And that came through you, Ted, remember? Yeah, yes, thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I was just talking to Ashtar yesterday, and uh, we had a long conversation with him. I also had a long conversation with Adama, and um, this Monday, um, I, I didn't have time today to do it, but this Monday I'm having Adama's daughter on uh, my show that will be on Radio Soul International out of Vienna, um, and that should be Tashlina. I think that's her, that's her Atlantean or uh, Lemurian name. So What's her name? Tash, uh I've written it down. Um, Is that like T with a Tosh? Uh-huh. T- yeah, that's right. Oh. Tosh Lena, I believe. Oh, what a beautiful name. Is that beautiful? Yeah, absolutely. Is it N-A or M-A? Uh, N-A. Tosh Lena. How beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah. And she's actually listening now. So. Well, I'm very grateful for her for her generosity. Oh, yeah. And being able to share the beautiful energy that the Telosians carry. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Oh, oh yeah. They said and it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. About yourself, right? Her dad is no slouch. He's <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant being. Oh, absolutely. Who's touched so many hearts oh, yeah. with yeah. their uplifting messages. And I'm deeply grateful for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 Well, we should have quite a show on Monday. It's translated into German and in English, so you can listen in either language. So um, that just developed yesterday. So I'm looking, really looking forward to it. That'll be starting at noon Pacific time, 9 p.m. Uh, Central European time. So anyway. Well, that shows the message that we got yesterday from St. Germain hmm. that you're becoming a radio mobile. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, 
Um, can I give a message by Cochise? Of course. Uh, yes, of course. Any spirits who want to come come in, they're always welcome. Of course. Yeah. Please. Chief Cochise is here. Okay. Oh, here we go. All right. And he just gave a, <laughs> you know, that sounds that they make oh. so beautiful when they dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on a horse. He's holding his staff, his spear up. The horse is rearing up. And he's a magnificent sight to see. And now he's in these beautiful, beautiful colors of his headdress. And all of his clothes are very beautiful colors, but very subtle. Like the desert, where you've got plain, and then all of a sudden you've got this beautiful magenta flower. That's that's what his, his appearance looks like. He's got long, dark hair, and he's got beautiful, beautiful black eyes. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Okay. Here's Kachin. I look at the world as my brothers and sisters. I don't care about culture. I don't care about skin color. I don't care about location of birth. You are all my brothers and sisters. We are one family. And one of the things that I celebrate is in the Native American culture, which I always find that you define us as Native Americans. We are Native. We've never chosen to be American. Mm-hmm. We have been natives and we're proud of it mm-hmm. because we lived in a land that nobody owned and was here for everybody. Mm-hmm. And Mother Nature happily gave. So I ask you to consider seeing all beings as precious, mm-hmm. no matter what their choices are. They're here for a reason. And there's a reason they're here to contribute to life. One of the things that in my time in life, there was so much going on between the British coming and taking over this beautiful land Mm -hmm. and us trying to preserve what we knew to be the truth, which was to honor the land, honor the animals, honor the trees, honor the water. And I find it interesting that now as we're stepping into the new earth, which has always been here, Mm -hmm. that our ways are what you're discovering you need to go back to. Right, right, he's right. We were right all along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Marvelous, the huge transformation my brothers and sisters have gone through to come back to being intelligent and being sincerely honest and authentic instead of being all all cloaked with no heart. And that's in my opinion when I saw the invasion of these beings that were all clothes and no heart and they vested everything on how they dressed, Mm. what they carried with them, whether they had swords or not, whether they had guns or not. And the truth is it was a hollow substitute for the genuineness of the natives. I see. And now I see the hearts are inflamed again, coming back to life. Mm-hmm. And I see the water singing again. Mm-hmm. And I hear that the birds letting all of nature know that all is well. Mm-hmm. And they're heralding the fact that all of life 
is now starting to be on the same page. We each are a different page of a different book, mm-hmm. but the pages are turning. Mm-hmm. And so I, as Cochise, have played my part mm-hmm. in celebrating natural life and living the natural way that does no harm to anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And I suggest you ask yourself, <clears throat> is there a way that I can contribute and declutter and have less and be happier? Mm-hmm. Is there a way I can stop changing the footprint and have it be my bare foot on the bare earth? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I can fly through life with full wings and not find a way to take down somebody else's wings so I can grow and stand and make myself feel important. I ask you to search your hearts and ask yourself, which way am I harming life? And how can I make a different change? Mm -hmm. How can I love life more? How can I be grateful for what I've been given? That was and is the native way. And I don't care if you're looking at the different cultures of what you call indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. We are the wise ones. And we've lived under every kind of circumstance you can imagine, and we're still here. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I ask you to allow yourselves to be better, to be cleaner, to be more honest, and to use your heart to better the earth and all of life and not find a way to leave an imprint that is dirtier, that is selfish, that is cruel, and that sees no beauty in life. When you hear an eagle crowing and making its beautiful sound, it's heralding the earth with beauty. How can you not be amazed by that? Mm -hmm. When you see a tree stretching its branches to feel the sun. Stretch your branches to feel the sun. The sun is your friend. It gives you nutrients nothing else can give you. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is, and my prayer, is live more naturally and leave less footprint Mm -hmm. and care about every form of life. I am Cochise, Mm -hmm. and I honor my ancestors. And I honor those of life today. And I'm grateful for it all. Thank you, Cochise, for those beautiful words of wisdom. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Oh, he just turned his horse. He's riding away. Hmm. And he's making that sound that they make when they dance. Okay, great. Ah, ah. <laughs> and he, he's saying, bless you. Ted and Judy, and bless all that are listening. And, of course, Don. He said, let's not forget Don. (laughs) 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 So, Don, there's your personal message from Cochise. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He says thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Marvelous, the variety of people and and beings that are coming in oh yeah absolutely absolutely 
I know you've never talked to him before, but let's just maybe first time, uh, President Kennedy, maybe to see. Oh, that man that everybody talks about. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. The one that had a smile. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and a wife who waved just perfectly. <laughs> one you're talking about yeah okay. that's the one mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, he's laughing <laughs> <laughs> and jackie just gave him a little wink it's so cute okay here we go here's president john kennedy oh you two make me laugh <laughs> and you think i was popular or something <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and he said Oh, like Roy, I owe it all to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, remember when I talked about the one heart <clears throat> the last time that Judy was on and I talked about the council meeting that Jackie and I attended? Mm -hmm. and we talked about how every nation sang its song and it was so centered around what the people wanted, not mm -hmm. the governments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're lining up for meeting number two. Oh, really? And I just wanted you to know that it's went so well, the first one. And we're requesting that everything is aligned with the sacred heart and the I am presence of each soul. So we're only getting the beings that genuinely and honestly are here to contribute to the best of everything. Mm-hmm. So we are continuing to do what we can for all of Earth to realize that as Source, we are one heart, one mind, and one soul, having different experiences. Mm -hmm. And when you think of all of civilization and all of life contributing each in their own unique way, it's staggering when you recognize the variety that God has provided mm -hmm. and Goddess. Mm -hmm. There's no way to ever be bored on earth because everywhere you look is something different and unique and beautiful. Right. And the things that are what we would call ugly are just hearts that have not learned how to love themselves yet. Mm -hmm. And if we continue to make love a contribution to life, they will continue to get the message until they choose to to love themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you see somebody that is doing something you would classify as destructive, mm -hmm. instead of sending them hate, send them a cocoon of love. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you help them to remember who they are. Mm -hmm. okay. So my message for today is see all with love. And cease using any form or any term that diminishes them because they're just confused. Mm -hmm. They're just confused. But every soul has a gift to give. And whether they give it in this lifetime or another time, you really want to continue to see love spreading the earth in every way, shape, and form. Mm -hmm. And that is the greatest gift. So I was blessed to be a president of a country 
And I was blessed to have a different perspective on life because of that experience. You can't look in the eye of another president of another country and not be respectful of how their childhood and their culture gave them the ideas that they have mm-hmm. yeah. and not have a respect. You may not agree. You may be vehemently opposed to what they believe. But when you enter coming from a place of, I want to meet you in the heart. I want to find a way that we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And stop hurting. And you know, Mother Mary mm-hmm. and inspired Mother Teresa one day. And Mother Teresa was given a message from Jesus mm-hmm. to go into a war-torn area that was still fighting and go get the children out of that war-torn area and bring them home to where she was in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. And even the Pope at that time admonished her for doing that. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're not to go in a war-torn country and try to do that. It's too dangerous. And she said, I don't know who you get your information from, but I clearly got my message and I'm honoring it. Mm-hmm. And so she went to the people in charge in our government of that war that were on the site. And she went to them and said, I am declaring that we have an hour of people and all the fighting stops. And I will go in and get the children and bring them out. And then you can continue with your nonsense. <laughs> you believe that the war stopped. Everybody stopped shooting stopped being violent, and she went in and got everybody that was children's and anybody she could grab and brought them out of that area, to much to the astonishment of the Pope and everybody else. But what I admire about what she did is she followed with conviction her way of trusting what she got because it was bigger than her. Yeah, right. And because it was bigger than her, there was a way that was provided and a path that was opened Mm -hmm. to open everybody's heart more Mm -hmm. through the generosity and the wisdom of Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. And every being that she was able to bring out had a totally different life than they would have had had she not followed her heart. Right, exactly. Okay, wow. So my message is, follow your heart and listen to that still, small voice inside of you. If it's loving, And then ask yourself, why would I not contribute more love? That's what I ask myself almost every single day. Mm, How can I contribute more love to make a bigger difference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in beautiful world? Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, my beautiful wife Mm. looks me in the eyes and she says, be a bigger man than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I must admit, she is a bigger woman than I ever recognized when we were alive. But boy, do I know it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> so, this is John F. Kennedy. Embracing life more today 
than I did yesterday. And I suggest you consider doing the same with a heart full of love. Thank you, President Kennedy. What beautiful words and, and Jackie for coming on. Thank you so much. Wow. Mm. Powerful, powerful message. Wonderful, beautiful message for all of us. And Jackie just did a curtsy. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, here's Flipper from the TV series about oh, the Oh, okay, dolphin. Flipper. I remember Flipper, sure. Yeah, great. Okay. Wow. Flipper. Cetaceans. All of the cetaceans in what you call the water world came in here to bring the wisdom of many planets to this beautiful planet. In our planet experience, we swim freely through every form of life, whether we're breathing underwater or whether we're breathing air on the top of the planet and on the top of the earth. We carry nothing but love and we remember who we are in every moment of every day. We don't have any issues with doing anything other than enhancing the earth. Our idea every day is to celebrate life mm -hmm. and to show that celebration to inspire you. And each animal makes its own determination how to inspire and how to live truthfully in life. There's much fuss about the whales and us, the dolphins, and that's by divine design. We've come to remind you that you are golden beings of light mm -hmm. and you are golden beings of joy. That's who you really are. And Judy gets this. And when we show up, you see us breaching the water, you see us twirling, you see us leaping in and out, mm -hmm. you see us happily riding the waves of a boat, enjoying in and out of the water and having fun. Mm -hmm. Why isn't life fun for you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to spread joy? What are you doing to set an example of how to be the best you can be? Do we dolphins not have our issues? Of course we do. Mm -hmm. Do the whales not have their issues? Of course they do. It's quite pathetic how the Navy and the governments have chosen to try to destroy us right. because of the wisdom we carry. Right. And I want you to know that you can never destroy hope mm -hmm. and you can never destroy the goodness of all of life. Right. So as dolphins, we lead many, many places and we lead many, many expressions of life. Mm -hmm. But mind yourself that when you're born, you're born as a divine being of joy. You carry the same delight that we carry as dolphins and the wisdom that we carry as whales. And when you look in a baby's eye, they are nothing but joy and they're authentic. 
and they are absolutely letting you know every moment of every how they feel. Is that not true? That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Completely authentic. They will scream as loud as they want to scream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will laugh on the drop of a hat. They will giggle. That makes you laugh forever. Mm-hmm. They genuinely give you everything of who they are in a beautiful packet called a baby. Mm-hmm. And there's no baby that's not beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't care what shape they come in, mm-hmm. what size, color, they're all beautiful. Right. So when you see us, please understand that our message to you is you are a divine being of joy. And take the time to find your joy. And take your time to twirl and dance and laugh and sing and be creative and skip. When was the last time you skipped? When was the last time in the middle of walking you just twirled? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When did you put your arms above your head and say, yes, (laughs) I yes to every form of life that delights me. Right. Mm-hmm. That is our message to you today. Mm, beautiful. Follow our example. Mm-hmm. Do all the things that allow you to be in a joyful place most of your day. Mm-hmm. And that is the greatest contribution you can give to life because it's authentic and it's truthful. And my beautiful cousins, the whales, how beautifully. They do their job to keep every form of nature in balance so everything is operating beautifully. Mm-hmm. And they leave, do they not? Their size alone is mesmerizing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So they're bigger than life. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so pick yourself each morning as a whale, but tell yourself that you don't want to become the size of a whale. <laughs> or you will waddle your way through life. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but understand that the whales are bigger than life and so are you. Mm-hmm. You're born of greatness. Take that time to really be the best that you can be mm-hmm. and share that with the world. Mm-hmm. I am Donnie Dolphin and it is my pleasure to come today and to be able to to click and give you a message of joy. Mm, thank cool. you. That's the first time I've dolphined. That's great. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Donnie Dolphin. That was wonderful. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Always delighted. Yeah. What a That's beautiful. Thank you. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, do you mind? Do you mind if I make a request? You can request away. I am. I see a big owl here. Okay. And he <laughs> <laughs> said, so he said, bring it on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always always like to hear from my friend Brainy Boy, um, uh, Professor Einstein. Just wondering if he might have something to say today. 
He says, I'm more brainy today than I was yesterday. How's that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. So he said the nucleus of life is that no matter how many times an atom splits or no matter how many times every form of nature expands and contracts, mm -hmm. have a new opportunity to have a new experience. Mm -hmm. And he said, how marvelous is life that it gives you a new opportunity with every breath. Mm -hmm. He said, I used to sit and marvel at the stars. Mm -hmm. And I would think how beautiful that they're up there having their own time of their own life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here. And knowing that at some way I am a star. Mm -hmm. And I will get to have a star understanding at some point. Mm -hmm. And he said, one of the greatest gifts I give myself was my imagination. I allowed my imagination to go places that people around me would just stare at me and have no idea of what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But God knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all that mattered. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. not a religious man by any means. But I did know there was a higher power. And I did know that I was that power. Mm -hmm. And so I would often ask for my mind built with whatever I was ready for and give me the wisdom to know how to interpret it. And there were many times that things were presented to me in symbols and numbers that I really needed to back and just be out in nature mm -hmm. and allow it to come in one digit at a time. Mm -hmm. And then I was so grateful that I was wise enough to just be patient until it did come in. Mm -hmm. I didn't badger it. I didn't bemoan the fact that I didn't know what it was today. Mm -hmm. I didn't get angry because it was something I didn't understand in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I ask you to allow the wisdom and the brilliance of divinity to come into your mind and your heart one drop at a time. Mm -hmm. And don't keep wishing that you're somewhere else. Be present now and know that this is a gift. And everything you need is here now. Mm -hmm. So enjoy it and know that the next moment and the next moment and the next moment will provide its own information mm -hmm. and what is experiencing life. Mm -hmm. Don't be so in such a hurry to get through life. It's like little kids mm -hmm. as they get older and you hear teenagers talking about when I'm an adult, I will do this and this and this. When I'm 18, I will do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Well, you may never be 18. Mm -hmm. You may never be an adult. True. Mm -hmm. So why not take today right. and be all you can be? Right. And be. Because even pain brings you on some level to the degree you're able to experience pain, mm -hmm. you're able to experience joy. Right. So there's a gift in the pain. Mm -hmm. It expects ability to feel. Mm-hmm. And so my suggestion to each person on the call is be grateful for where you're at and be grateful for what is next mm -hmm. and celebrate it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And don't be in such a hurry to get it over with. 
because this is all you have. That's true. That's and true. when you truly appreciate today, then you will be taken by your own breath into your next adventure, and it will be more than today if you've allowed yourself to fully live it. Right. And that is a gift. So yes, I am brainier today than I was yesterday. <laughs> and imagine how brilliant I will be tomorrow. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. All right. Great. And the same for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How's that for a prophecy? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and he gives a nod to our dog, Griffin, who was his very, very dear friend. Oh, okay. mathematical genius. Mm -hmm. Wow. I want you to know I'm around him all the time. Okay, wonderful. He's going through a difficult time uh -huh. with hot spots and warts. Uh-huh, And wow. it's difficult for him each day. He's about a 11 or 12-pound white poodle. Oh, wow. It's a pain. Mm -hmm. And uh, Albert's saying he cherishes him. He was a dear, dear friend, mm -hmm. and he's still it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, oh, and Albert's saying, "Don't be stupid. Appreciate the women. Okay. They're far ahead of us, the men." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> as my friend John knows. Yeah. <laughs> All that's, right. That's precious. Yeah, that is precious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's laughing. <laughs> Thank God the women have figured it out before we got there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. He said, just take a moment and breathe. Just breathe one moment and know that you are the best that you could be in this moment. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. And give yourself a hug. Okay. Thanks. Oh, so I'm giving myself a hug. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you, Albert. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Einstein. So good to hear from mm -hmm. you, my friend. Wow. What a day. Wow. Wow. I think it, 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 um, our segment on the um, on the water for Canada starts in just a minute, but you know what it, it'd be good to do, I think, is to bring maybe Dr. Emoto in, and he could help lead us in prayers for water for Canada, um, because much of that country's been under attack. Um, I think the the entire the fires were intentionally set, but we can we can put them out with just with with rain. And of course, Dr. Emoto will love water, and it might be fun to bring him in. So. Okay, Dr. Emoto is saying that there has been, in many, many years ago, much violence in the country we call Canada. It, okay. And he's, that no matter who started it, the intention is to clear the toxic energy out of that country. I see. And he's saying, when you understand that water washes everything, that as the water is being guided to now clear the toxic energy that's being released, if you see the entire country 
raining and see the water happily cleaning up the old mess I see. and bring it into clean new energy as only water that goes through all the processes of over the waterfalls into the streams into the into the tide pools uh-huh. Uh-huh. it goes with its own filtering system so he's saying take a moment and see the eddies and the flows of the water spilling into and covering every part of the land of not only Canada, but any part of the earth that needs it now. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. And feel the raindrops bringing joy and love and balance mm-hmm. every drop in every place it's going. Mm-hmm. So that all of life is teeming with brilliant life mm-hmm. and all being honored. Mm-hmm. And see the water of your bodies. And know that my main mission, as I presented later in life, was the symbols that I saw in water when I looked under a microscope. And I could see the intention of that water and what it had experienced. Mm -hmm. And if it was beautiful, spherical lines, there was harmony. If it was jagged, rough edges, there was the unloving energy. And I could see Mm -hmm. what that water had been exposed to. So see your bodies full of happy, clear, cleansed water. And see every part of your body thanking the water for removing through the natural systems of the body anything that's old energy that doesn't serve you anymore. And see every part of you being refreshed. And I suggest you see the same for Canada. Mm-hmm. Every single part and particle of that beautiful country, mm-hmm. along with any other place in the world. That needs to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. Come from that place, mm-hmm. and your intention will be felt by all of life. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Emoto, and it has been a deep gratitude of joy and hug and harmony that we have an opportunity to come together and celebrate and remind ourselves that love is the answer to everything. I agree. Absolutely. So he's saying, I suggest that each of you take one minute in silence while everything is prepared for the next section and feel the beauty of your own soul, your own body, and how it's being refreshed. And everything is a particle of life. Mm Mm-hmm doesn't matter the form. But just see a drop of beautiful, replenishing, refreshing, healthy, clear water. And that drop is covering the earth. Just as the fire has now removed the old, the parts that were weary, the parts that had been absolutely flooded with unloving energy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all that's now being washed away. Mm-hmm. 
and be grateful for the balance coming back, however it chooses to do that. And that the entire planet is centered with love. Mm -hmm. We're centered with love. Because mm -hmm. whatever you feel for you affects every form of life. Right. That is my prayer. Thank you, Dr. Moto. Wonderful, really wonderful to hear from you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and now I, I will leave you if it's my time is finished. Okay. Okay. Are you going to the next segment? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, saying prayers for rain uh, up in Canada now. And um, thank you for sharing, uh, Dr. Moto, and and all his beautiful words, and and Albert. And, Bernie Boy and President Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe and uh, uh, all the beautiful Flipper and, and uh, um, actually, you know, on the on the dolphins and whales, uh, the U.S. Navy was ordered back in 2015 to stop killing the, the dolphins and whales by a U.S. Uh, federal judge in uh, Hawaii, but <laughs> the Navy was still doing it. I think yeah. I think they're still doing it now. They don't pay attention to anybody. And they still do the dolphins and the massive killings in Japan. Oh, really? Oh, awful. They, they, they say it under the guise of testing sonar, but they're killing them off. We have no control over, over our military, you know, uh, over that part of our military. And it's such, such a same. People have spoken. Um, it was actually authorized, yeah, back in 2015 when they started. And the Natural Resources NRDC um, brought a lawsuit against the Navy. They won it, but you know they don't pay attention to court orders. And they figure, they figure by doing it out in the middle of the ocean in other countries, who's going to tell? Our media, you know. I mean, I don't want to get negative, but it's very difficult to stop their behavior. Yes, but the Donnie Dolphin is saying, "Don't forget that we have the right of free will." I see. Uh huh. True. And we've chosen to come here to make visual. The unloving energy that is being espoused on the planet. Sure, sure. But you can't miss it. Right, right. And when you see the way that life is being valued or undervalued, then you realize you're undervaluing or valuing yourself. Right. And begins and ends with you. Mm-hmm, true. You mm -hmm. grow peace. You need to live in peace. Right, right. Make Make the decision to put your love into constructing and enhancing all of life. Right. And not being angry and destroying anything. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And Donnie Dolphin is And then everything that we've gone through will have been worth it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Can I ask one more question? One. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my cat Fluffy passed away um, last year. How's Fluffy doing? Fluffy's still being fluffy. Okay. <laughs> Fluffy has an attitude of I'm the best and I know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, all animals are very aware of their value, mm -hmm. no matter what you call them, no matter what part they play. Right. So if you have a fluffy in your life, you will always have a fluffy in your life because love never dies. That's true. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Wherever your animals may or may not be, 
they're always right with you because heaven and the rainbow bridge for animals, as Judy always says, is just five feet on right where you're standing is heaven. Okay, great. Thank you. And the rainbow bridge. Thank you. So thank you. They're right here. Oh, how nice. Okay, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, um, uh, Judy's website is uh, www.judykelly.com. I urge you to, to uh, do look up her website. She's a fantastic lady, heart of gold, and I'm so honored to have her on today. And Judy, thank you so much for sharing all these beautiful messages. It's really been a, a wonderful, really wonderful experience having you on today. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And I also want to send a hug to every single listener for being kind enough to show up and to be able to share this message. Every single one of you are needed. And thank you. And namaste. Namaste, G. Namaste, G. Much love to you, Judy. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Judy Kelly, one of America's best psychics, in my opinion, and it was so so much fun to have her on. Now we'll be talking about rain for Canada. And uh, uh, Jane, um, how are you today? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Ted? If you could speak in Swahili or Korean, it would be better. <laughs> but we'll accept English. I guess it's fine. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me on again. Very nice to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's great to, great to have you here. And uh, so our prayers did work on this week. Um, now, you sent me some pictures. Um, frankly, it's been a rushed morning, and I could I could try to pull them up. Um, they're of the Edmonton area, I know. Let me look real quick. Um, uh, yeah, maybe that the, the first one showing the satellite image of the province, and it actually shows a little bit of British Columbia as well as Alberta. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can find here. Hold on. Here, let me see what I can find. Um, hold on here. Okay, let me... Um, after 12 hours of rain... Let's see here. Okay, I'll see what I can do to bring it up. Okay. There it is. Okay. And then I'll enlarge it. Okay, it's not really enlarging, but well, some of it's, it's enlarged. Okay, and then what I'll do is I'll go to share screen. Why, this is real high tech for me here. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I could have set up a second monitor and I could have shared as well. I apologize. Well, that's okay. That's all right. No worries. Um, um, now I can't seem to get. Oh, hold on, just a minute. I have to go. I have to go from one screen to the other. No, it's not that one. Hold on here just a minute. Um, sure. And a little bit of the background, too, for your listeners is that uh, when I was on last week, we had about 120 wildfires burning in our province alone. Okay. And today I checked the official number and we're sitting at 74. So that's a dramatic difference in one week. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Um, I got the, I got, I was able to open it up and I'm going to share it now. There we go. There. I just shared it. Um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead and, and talk about that. That's, um, that's a satellite picture. I can see Edmonton and Vancouver 
And so all of those clouds are rain now, is that right? Correct, correct. And that was taken Wednesday morning, so four Uh days ago. Uh And um, I have not seen any uh, satellite images like that before. Uh, So on Tuesday midday, it started raining and it was quite hard at first, but then it continued on for about 24 to 36 hours in most places. And it was just a nice, um, I'd almost say like a spring rain. It was gentle, but it was, it was nonstop. And uh, there's some wind gusts, so it did go at maybe 45 degrees or so, but Overall, it's not like it was torrential for the whole time that it caused flooding. So it was a nice, gentle rain that we needed to absorb um, some of that fire. Uh, On the Wednesday morning, uh, it did still smell like smoke. Um, But today I was out and um, and it looked um, it looked nice. I mean, minus the usual chemtrails. Um, Nice. So in addition to uh, what I reported last week about the uh, firefighters that had come from South Africa, we've actually even had more. I believe it was another 100 that arrived. So that's three groups of about 100 each that we've had um, arrive, right. uh, dance, dance in the streets and what have you. Right. Um, I I felt like there was maybe not a whole lot more to add. I mean, we still have these fires burning. A lot of the evacuated folks have been allowed to go home in the last day. Uh, and that's both in BC and Alberta. So that's great news. Okay. Um, and um, I thought that um, maybe we could spend just a little bit t- of time touching on chemtrails and then what listeners can do, you know, if, if they, um, if they have questions about things that they see in the sky and I can maybe share a, a short experience that I had in trying to find out who indeed um is responsible for the chemtrails in my area. Okay, that'd be fantastic, Jane. Um, actually, let's. I'm going to have everyone put their hand on their heart right now, and then um, just say this little water prayer. Um, uh, uh, Don, I, I know I didn't give you any any up any uh, warning about this, but there is a um, what is it? There's a there's a prayer. It says, "Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, uh, we thank you. And water, we love you." And if you wouldn't mind, when you get a chance, Don, just to show that, that'd be great. Um, let me stop the share here now. So um, here we go. Yeah, thanks, Don, if you wouldn't mind showing that. Um, but just everyone around the world listening today, um, if we could, thanks, Don, so much. If we could uh, put your hand on your heart, and I'll wait till for Don to bring that uh, water thing. Thanks, Don. I, I, again, I'm giving you like one minute notice. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> You're so good. Thanks, Don. Uh, this is a water prayer. It's called the Ho'onopono that um, uh, Dr. Masuromoto um, uh, used when he was uh, here on the planet um, uh, working from Japan. And it's a, it's it's based upon uh, uh, Hawaiian elders. And it's a very simple little prayer. It's water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. Water, we thank you. And he successfully used this uh, prayer. Actually, um, to, to, he successfully used this prayer to um, clean up of water systems around the world. And I used it to myself about a year and a half ago with a friend of mine, Dr. Libby out of Montana. 
where we were doing experiments with my with my listening audience where we cleaned up the 90% of the radiation of Fukushima, believe it or not. And she had, Dr. Libby had the scientific instruments to prove it as well. So our prayers did work. And so today, what I'm going to ask everyone to do is to, um, to say this prayer and visualize lots of rain coming down um, all over Canada. But, but like, um, like Jane was talking about to make it, uh, so it's, it's, it's a gentle rain. We don't want flooding everywhere. Um, but just enough to put the fires out. Um, what's interesting is, um, what Judy was, was talking about was that there'd been a lot of con conflict in Canada in previous years where, uh, the water itself is, is a cleaning agent to clean off the negativity and, and create more positivity, uh, there in the, in the country. So if we could just repeat it after me, send lots of loving light and love and ask for rain uh, around Canada um, to put out the fires in a, in a gentle way, not not a flooding, not to flood everywhere, but just everywhere in a gentle rain. Um, and I'd like to say this, um, please say this after me. I'll say it three times. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. Oh, I'm getting some questions from Quebec now. Uh, it doesn't have to be English. It could be French. Whatever language you speak is fine. So let's do it again twice. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. And then one more time. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. Thanks so much, Don, for, for showing that. That's really nice of you. And say that during the week. Um, and uh, it worked in Australia. Uh, uh, two and a half years ago, a uh, year and a half ago, and I know it, this will work again now, like it did last week. Um, that um, uh, perfect, thanks, Don. Really appreciate it. Um, that that um, that that satellite picture showed all the clouds coming in different places um, around um, around the, the the province. Um, but go go ahead and explain some more, Jane. Thanks so much for sharing that. Oh, yes. Um... I wanted to share an experience uh, that I thought that maybe some of your um, listeners can relate to and um, maybe even to drum up um, a bit of a solution or, you know, even to have it on, on, on the back burner. Um, so um, yesterday on occasion, um, and I think, I think it probably did start about three years ago, uh, being at home and maybe hearing sounds, you know, later at night, uh, whether it be planes. Right or helicopters. And so that led me to um, downloading an app. And that app uh, for your listeners is called, let me get that name for you. I, I brought the uh, picture of uh, Alberta and part of Vancouver, British Columbia as well, showing you all the um, the clouds that are there. And that's all that's rain coming into Canada to put out the, um, the uh, fires. But we want to continue that, visualize that rain coming down across Canada uh, now, my friends. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jane. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my apologies for not picking up on the uh, stats for Eastern Canada to see how those fires are coming along. I know that they still continue, but we're looking at a good 30 to 40 percent reduction. So thank you for those prayers. Oh, sure. And then going back to what I was saying, as far as, uh, you know, what may or may not be related to the actual, um, well, we, we, we're you know, we're almost certain that uh, the more chemtrails we see, the more fires we we tend to experience, whether that be the drying 
of vegetation or possibly the increase of uh, heat at the surface of the earth. Um, so being at home for the last three years, you know, you, you're in a, a period of self-discovery. I'm sure I'm not the only one. And yeah. uh, coming across a, a, a tracker called the Flight Radar 24 app. And, um, you know, on occasion I hear helicopters close by. So I might look to see um, what what exactly is flying above my home. And um, what I'm finding is that uh if I hear it very loud and clear, it's something that's almost not trackable through the AIS. Um, so now all planes, while they're sitting on the ru- runway, they don't. There's no way to identify a plane. But once it leaves in the air, there's always information coming out to towers. And I guess it might, it must be part of some sort of, um, I would say, legal framework that if a plane's in the air, you know, there's there's control towers controlling this information uh-huh. and ensuring right. collisions. Right. But. Um, I sent some pictures and it might take a bit of time to pull up, but I think what always um, is kind of interesting is that what is near my home has no number. And this is, you know, um, oh, really interesting. I, I can pull up commercial flights anywhere in the world and I can see what, what plane it is at the altitude it's flying at, right. but not so much, um, not so much those are, that are closer to home and the very, very last picture that I sent you in the second uh, grouping. Uh, I mean, this is where I think like listeners, you know, might find it interesting. And it uh, it's the image with the multiple green lines mm-hmm. that shows where the plane has been. And uh, does it look nefarious? Um, 100% it looks nefarious. Uh, what I did locally was I thought, you know, I'm going to start with uh, the city I live in. So I went to their, what we call city hall. So it's a, a uh-huh. where all municipal matters are right. dealt with. And um, after four business days, I had someone call me back and let me know that the only aircraft used in my area are emergency response type, like a, a helicopter, maybe chasing after um, a stolen vehicle or a helicopter transporting uh, someone that's been injured on a highway. So mm-hmm. that's all that our community is. Um, th- that's all that my community has in the air. But it's amazing that at any given time during the day and the earlier in the day, I see, I see this illogical. I would say, uh, and you know, I think maybe the argument might be agriculture. You don't have um, agricultural play- planes spraying all day and spraying all night and all over the city. Um, so there, that's a great example of what the heck is that? And, let me, and you see let the me. bottom, bottom left-hand corner. Sure, there's no, there's no information on the plane. Sure, let me let me give you share a little quick little story on that, and I think it'll answer a lot of questions. Um, for my audience, this is in Edmonton, um, a beautiful city uh, in in Alberta. But uh, what Jane was talking about, um, this is the flight flight their flight pattern, but they're crisscrossing the city. You can see that, and this is not a normal, it's like they're spraying uh, stuff in the air. And um, you you mentioned, Jane, that there wasn't, that the planes were white without any numbers on it. Um, I saw the same phenomenon in a a town in eastern Washington, Moses Lake, Washington, back in 2007. And um, we saw C-47s, which were painted completely white, spraying up and down in this agricultural community, all these chemtrails. And um, 
what I got later is that those planes were actually from the Central Intelligence Agency, and they were spraying um, chemtrails into our um, into the community at the time. And so, if they don't have any markings, typically they're part of uh, the country's uh, t- deep state intelligence planes. And they have nefarious purposes. There's nothing good about it. It's all done in secret, so you can't identify who they are. One thing I did know in that community is that the number of babies stillborn dramatically increased after that because they were spraying um, uh, barium um, into the atmosphere. They were spraying barium, aluminum, sulfur, and um, what else? Strontium into the atmosphere. And the reason I know that is because in the back of my um, book, here, um, the messages from the masters, I did a study of chemtrails in that town, Moses Lake, and I sent the, um, I did water um, samples, soil samples, and air samples, fish samples actually, um, from from the area to a laboratory at the uh, University of Wisconsin, and they found the, um, the rates of aluminum in the, in the water and in the air uh, were uh, eight to ten thousand times what they should have been. Uh, lethal amounts uh, over long term; those those are killer amounts. Um, there was also uh, killer, um, uh, extremely uh, high high rates of uh, barium, strontium, and uh, sulfur as well. Um, and basically, the uh, people of that little town, Moses Lake, were being treated like laboratory rats. Um, and if that had been um, a U.S. labor dis, uh, site called OSHA, uh, subject to OSHA regulations, the whole town would have had been evacuated. Um, but if they're doing that now with planes without any numbers, um, highly likely it's the same kind of, same bad actors, deep state, uh, using the city of people of Edmonton as, as some sort of guinea, lab rats or guinea pigs for spraying. And this is where, you know, I, I think it's happening everywhere. Um, but like in the United States, where you have certain maybe um, not ideal conditions exist in more of the Republican states. This is exactly what we see in Edmonton being, um, you know, not as per the last election, of course, uh, but uh, you know, it's one of the strongholds and uh, many will, many will agree with the statement that if Alberta were to fall, that would be it for Canada, you know, uh, for many for for many reasons, um, but to piggyback a little bit on what um, Judy had mentioned with um, Mr. Emoto, uh, definitely you know Canada. People might think of Canada as being a land of the very you know friendly people, beavers, whatever moose. Um, Canada is in very deep, and uh, uh, it, it struck me. I came across something this morning. I'm not going to go into great detail. Uh, maybe we can talk offline and maybe even make an episode concerning this one topic down the road. Um, but Canada is in, uh, you know, over over our heads in this. And, and one might <laughs> automatically think that, uh, but there's just more and more evidence. And you don't have to look very far anymore. Right, right, right. Well, um, like I was saying earlier, we're under attack right now. We have to stand up for our rights and liberties. What can you do about chemtrails? I, I honestly don't know. That's that's a phenomenon that's been going on for many, many years here in the United States. I know that they've targeted where, where, I, where I am often. And I know because I'll step outside and suddenly I'll start coughing violently. 
So I always have to check now whether it's safe to go outside, whether I can breathe the air. Uh, if it's not safe to go outside, I simply stay indoors and I don't go anywhere. Um, but um, it's happening, this kind of thing that's happening worldwide. Um, uh, strontium, I know, is is uh, results in a lot of stillbirth babies being born, and, and parents don't know what's going on. Of course, they don't put two and two together, but um, it's it's a worldwide phenomenon. And um, you mentioned, Jane, the uh, aluminum being sprayed. Down at Mount Shasta, there's been tons and tons and tons of aluminum being sprayed at Mount Shasta in that area. And the amount of aluminum in the soil, uh, in the forests around Mount Shasta, are anywhere between eight to 10,000 times what they should be. And when you have a fire in that area, the aluminum particulate matter, it's very small nanoparticles, but there's so much aluminum that has been sprayed by our government in that area that if there's a, a fire that starts, the aluminum exacerbates it, makes everything tinder dry. It, it takes the moisture out and it makes it very easy for, for a fire to get much hotter than it normally would and to spread everywhere. I think so, that's one of the reasons why uh, there's been such a, a problem with fires in, in Northern California is because of all the chemtrails, especially in Shasta area, that, that the U.S. government, the darker elements of the U.S. government have been spraying on our very own people in that area. Um, why are they doing it? God knows. I don't know. I can't think of a logical reason to do that, but that's what they've been doing. And um, it's still a beautiful, beautiful area. And I'm told that eventually it will get cleaned up with galactic help. But people should be aware of it. And so if you live in the area of Shasta, be aware that that whole area has become um, toxic, very toxic in some respects because of all the chemtrails which have been, been, been done. And I know in Alberta, you mentioned before about the uh, toxicity of the aluminum that's been been sprayed in that area as well adding to the fires um definitely and you know yes i think mother earth will eventually rejuvenate herself um but i think in the meantime i think for listeners and for people like me i just i i try to take the opportunity whenever i can to start up the conversation maybe i didn't get very far with my uh, municipal government um, I did ask the gentleman that returned the call. He he was very nice. Um, but I did ask, well, where do I go from here? And he said, you might want to take it more provincially or federally. So really, he didn't give me a lead of who to call or how else I could follow up on. But I did ask him, you do know what I'm talking about. You, you know, you have been outside and you've looked up. And he point blank said, I don't look up. So I guess, but, but I'm still going to continue to have the conversation, like I said, talking to people and eventually, I mean, at some point you're going to run into someone who flies one of these planes and maybe they're under the impression that they're actually doing something to slow down global warming when in actual fact, it's the opposite that's happening. But, um, you know, it's a, it's maybe an education piece because you don't know until you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you really don't. And a lot of things are just so basic i mean for some of us that have been in the trenches we see things we see patterns but not everybody does Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well um the the purpose of this show is to raise consciousness and enlighten people and prepare for the ascension and um, from what i know of the chemtrail spring it's actually a program engineered by the reptilians in order to um terraform planet earth to change it from a planet that's oxygen rich um, and friendly to humans, to this species, um, and change it over 
to a planet where there's less oxygen and the atmosphere is full of barium, strontium, sulfur, and aluminum because those are the elements that are in the home planet of Draco where the reptilians come from and their planet itself is much hotter than it is here. Their average temperature is 140 degree, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, their atmosphere is composed largely of those four uh, elements. Um, there's mostly, doesn't have uh, much oxygen in their atmosphere, some, but not, not to the extent that it does. It's, it's perfectly suited to the reptilian race, um, but not to humans. Humans really can't live there on the surface. But, but it's, it, conversely, it's interesting, the reptilians who've come here, they cannot stay long on the surface either because our atmosphere is too oxygen rich. But if they replace the oxygen, they, they, if they replace the atmosphere with these four elements, it turns it into a place that's much more friendly for their species to live and thrive. So that's what I think is happening. It's an old battle that's been going on for millions of years between the reptilians and the humans of the Galactic Alliance. And we're just kind of ca caught up in this, in this battle. You see it in the, um, you see it in the chemtrails. So that's just one, one part of that, um, of that battle between, uh, two, uh, two, between the reptilians and the rest of the humans on this planet. So. Definitely. And maybe that's when a light detox is needed. You know, if someone does feel um, a little stuffy, that's what happens with me. That's my primary. Um, I've never had any allergies. So it's only been this year that I get stuffy. And oddly enough, uh, once in a while, I work from home and I close my windows. And after about 18 hours or so, I feel a lot better. So it's an odd uh scenario but there's something to be said about the air we breathe for sure a lot right. to be said <laughs> right, right. Yeah. absolutely absolutely well i want everyone to pray for rain um now around Al continue to pray for rain around alberta british columbia i think it extends all the way into nova scotia um there was um um and southern southern quebec and ontario as well there was all there was also a story i saw on telegram from a retired forester in nova scotia that he had assembled a group of, of uh, retired forest rangers who, who knew how to fight fires and was, had a lot of years of experience in that in the, in the province of Nova Scotia, but the government there didn't want any help. They, and and he, he was perplexed and he told him, he said, don't you want to stop these fires? And they wouldn't provide any assistance to him. They'd rather hire people from South Africa and places which are not familiar with uh, the kind of forest you have there in the country. And uh, it's almost like they didn't, they wanted to, they wanted to make believe that they were doing something on the surface. But if you looked at what they were really doing, they weren't really helping the situation at all. So um, it's the same situation we have here in the United States. The government here doesn't really represent the people, uh, what our wishes are, but people I think are waking up as to how bad it is and know that uh, we need to stand up for our rights or we won't have any left in the future. And I think it's, it's just very important to, to view what you can uh, you know, what you're reading, what you're viewing, you're, you have the ability to, um, to break out what, you know, is likely what is not likely, obviously everything we see and read is not true. Um, but um censorship is kicking in everywhere social media online you can't find older articles so the time is now to to gain as much knowledge as you can and be as best prepared as you can right and, exactly. uh, 
Yeah. And I think for most people being prepared means less stress. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm fitting, a, I'm fitting a lot into my, my show today. Jane, you're welcome to uh, continue with me. I'm going to be having uh, the last part of my show today for the next, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes will be on our furry friends, cats and dogs and pets and um, how we can talk to them and messages from the other side too. So if you do have, uh, I do have some questions that came in and I'll be addressing those in a moment, but if you want to stay on and join me in talking about our furry friends, you're welcome to. <laughs> so. Super. Thank you. I'll stay. Okay, great. Great. I've got some, I'm going to check the, to see if I got any, um, I asked the questions. I do have some questions. Um, people that came in and asked about uh, different, uh, uh, their, their furry friends. And uh, let me do that here. Uh, let's see. Oh, I hope everyone's having a good weekend. I always enjoy, love my shows on Saturday. It's so much fun. Um, and uh, let's see. Well, we got a couple of questions. Um, let's see here. Um, Okay, how sweet. Um, the the um, the animal kingdom is um, a very special place. Many of the uh, cats and dogs that that are here now, some of them have actually been human before, and they've come back to show us the circle of love and to try to help us with the ascension. Um, that's one group, and then there's another group of of animals of uh, cats and dogs who. Um, uh, want to become humans, more like us, um, believe it or not. Um, and so they spend their lives with us, giving us love um, to, to learn from us, actually, on how to be human. One of the things that the animals, um, usually animals are in the fourth or even fifth dimensions um, because they know unconditional love. And that's something that they want to teach us. And that's one thing we can learn um, from, from animals. And did you know, there was a fun thing I learned um, just a couple weeks ago that when a kitty cat purrs, that that can really help your health, help, help your health. It lowers your heart rate. It lowers your uh, stress level. Um, and it's very, very healing. So uh, if you are feeling lousy and you're sick or whatever, just pet a cat, <laughs> just pet a cat and get the cat to uh, kitty cat to purr and that purring will 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 definitely uh definitely help you one of the things that my um my uh kitty cat fluffy he, he passed away i think about a year ago um uh, fluffy said to me one day he said ted you're too busy you need to slow down and spend some time in nature and I asked him further questions and he said, yeah, I said, how do I do that? And he says, well, I know you're busy. You drive around a lot. So if you can, uh, two or three, three times a week, preferably or four, drive through an area where there's a beautiful nature or forest and, and that nature energy will come through to you when you're, when you're driving around and seeing the trees and the, and the beautiful scenery. And I thought, okay, I can do that. And then he said, if you can, um, spend, um, a half hour, 45 minutes walking in a park in a forest, along a beach, in water, or spend time in water, like swimming, and that'll help you as well, get get all that uh, good, good energy coming in. Because the planet does help ground you, and it was very interesting, he he, he told, and he, he said that, it was, it dovetails, it parallels what Judy Callie was talking about, about all you have in your life is right now, you know, often people 
will live for the future. They'll say, well, when I'm retired or in 10 years or five years, whatever, I want this, this, and this, or I want to travel to this place. This place. And actually, when you look at it, the only moment you have is right at this second here. That's the only moment you have. And uh, so you should take full advantage of it. And um, what I liked about Betty Grable and what she talked about was the same kind of thing. And is that you've got to put your heart into what you're doing right now and not in the future because that you've only got the moment to deal with, right? So that makes you, a, a, I think, a, a more fully developed person, a one that really fully enjoys life far more than, than postponing everything um, to, to the future. Um, but um, um, there's, an, there's an old bumper sticker I used to see around. I haven't seen it in a while, but it, it, was, it, was, it said something like, be here now. In other words, be present right now uh, and not somewhere else. Um, uh, cell phones are fine. Um, you know, and computers are fine, but I think it, it can uh, uh, actually um, try to people try to um, try to do many too, too many things at once. And when they're not present at doing one thing, it, the, the quality of, of what you're doing in other activities does suffer. So um, but the animals are here to um, to love us and, and and send us their love and to teach us un unconditional love. And I and I always um, I grew up with cats and dogs when I was a when I was a kid, and um, I I, um, I I love them all. They're they're part of our uh, furry friend furry um, um, uh, um, uh, part of that uh, furry furry circle of love around around all of us. Um, uh, here's one um, from Susie. It says. Um, uh, it's a it's a kitty cat uh, question. Uh, does Hero the kitty cat have a message as to why he's coming to the to the front door? Okay, uh, let me zero in to give you a minute on this. If you pick up anything, Jane, let me know. <laughs> so, um, what I get is that he wants to come inside and become a house kitty, but you've already got you've already got other kitty cats inside your house, so you you you're just going to have a crowded. A, a crowded uh it's just going to be conflict um there's another cat you've got named um puddin if that's the right word uh right name puddin and that kitty cat is very territorial she considers your whole house um as being her house and any a cat um that in enters into the house is gonna there's gonna be conflict you know gonna be potential scratching attacking each other um uh, the first cat hero is fine with it. He'll, he'll get along with practically anybody, but your second cat Putin is very territorial. And I see them uh, a lot of conflict between, between what can, you can do. Um, you can sit down and, and have a heart to heart talk with Putin sometime. Your other kitty cat is very territorial and she will hear you. Um, if you talk to her, look her in the eyes and just explain to her that uh, she has to learn to share. Um, she's always had, she's always been spoiled. Uh, by you, and she wants all of that attention just to herself and and no one else. So anyway, that's that's what I'm getting. I hope I hope that helps. Um, uh, uh, Jane, did you have any pets in the past you'd like to bring in now? If they were over in the other side, we can talk to them. That'd be fun. Oh yes, I, I was thinking about the um, the third cat that's appeared on the doorstep uh, for for was it Susie? Um, that maybe maybe that cat is there to take her out of her home a little bit, maybe to go outside and enjoy nature and spend time with that cat. The other two can stay in. 
Maybe. Yeah, that makes total sense, actually. Uh-huh. That makes total sense. Yeah, um, I, I... Yeah, that um, makes total sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had um, a dog for four and a half years, and uh, unfortunately, I had to rehome her. She's ended up in quite a lovely home uh, with other dogs, too, which we didn't have at my past home. Mm-hmm. In any case, I was taking a shower one day, and uh, maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, and all of a sudden, I could feel her presence, and I could smell her, even though she didn't have a strong smell. So I... Um, was able to contact uh, the group that helped me rehome her. And they let me know that she actually had a seizure, which she's fully recovered from now. But it must have been in the moment that I felt what she felt, you know, she wanted to reach out. Um, Yeah, I've had cats, I've had rabbits, I've had birds. And I don't think um, anything is a coincidence. So each one teaches us something. That's true. That's true. Uh, Fluffy, my old kitty cat, was a temple cat, and um, he was a temple cat in um, uh, in Egypt. Actually, I don't know if I if I showed you this picture or not. I'll see if I can find it here. Um, that's okay. I will find it. Um, I'm I'm not too tech savvy with with all these uh, with all this technology, but I'm getting better at Zoom. <laughs> I'm getting better at Zoom. So, um, but. Um, I'll see if I can I can find his um, picture and show it to you all. Um, hold so, on here. So, and being a temple cat, as in the cat was a cat in its previous life. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a temple kitty cat in a previous life, and uh, let me see if I can find him here. But they they never die, you know. They're just um, they're still part of our. Um, they're still part of our um, of our experience here, and they're part of what I call the circle of love around all of us. And just because um, they may pass on, lose their body, it doesn't mean that they're 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 gone forever. Which is which is nice, you know. Which is really nice to know. Um, the um, they're all here to teach us a lesson, to 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 um, give us insights about um, ourselves, and. Um, um, well, let's see. I, I've, yeah, it's a little bit of a problem to try to get this, um, out, but, um, also, you know, Ted, I wanted to say that they also teach us to slow down. We're so distracted by so many things. And only when we look back, do we see the full impact? Right. That's true. That is very, very true. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, that was one of his lessons to me was to slow down and um, enjoy, enjoy life more because um, I was getting distracted quite a bit um, on different things. And that, that I think was, was part of it. So, um, but um, animals are there for a purpose. Um, They feel emotions just like us. um, And, uh, they're here to love us and take care and and help us show us love and to teach us unconditional love, which I think is is very very important for um, uh, for us all. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something to try to get that picture of my old kitty cat on the screen here. It's a little hard, but uh, I can um, I think I can do it. Hold on here, just a minute. Um,
Okay. Okay. Okay, that's better. Okay, are you still there? I'm um, still here. Okay, good. Let me see if I can get it. Um, how's my video doing? I don't... Um, so far, it's just a picture of you. Okay, let me see if I can get this. Okay, there. I've switched out the old... Um, there, you can still see me. That's yeah. good. I've switched out the old... Um, the, the video camera I've got so I could plug in this second thing here. Um, so that's what I've done. Let me see if I can find... Um, I really enjoy um, when you see animals, they typically don't make noises, I, I, they, but yet they're able to communicate. And imagine a world where we exist like that. Right. Right. Exactly. That makes uh, total sense. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually in the higher dimensions or in the, in the, in the fourth dimension, fifth, fourth and fifth dimension. And um, the most important thing, as Professor Einstein has said, um, is love. And that's what people, um, yeah, there's, there, okay, I got the picture, finally. All right. How long did you have Fluffy? Oh, I had Fluffy for, gosh, 10 years. Oh, or, boy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he, he retired. He used to work. Um, uh, for a large corporation and then retired. And then um, I'm just kidding, of course. But <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he was a professional mouser. I worked at a mine where we had cats. There are canary in a coal mine. And uh -huh. uh, the cats would always bring me in lots of mice and line them up for me every morning. Really? Did you have them yourself or what were they like? Uh, they were actually uh, property of the company. That's why I thought, where did your mouse or where did your cat retire from? Um, yes, that's, I mean, being the smaller species and be, oh my goodness. Sure. That's, uh, there's Fluffy there. That was taken some years ago. And uh, he used to be a, a, a royal cat, a uh, temple cat. And um, anyway, he's, uh, yeah, I can feel him. He's still, he's, he's around. He wants to come back. So um, he, he told me to get another kitty cat. Oh my goodness, so distinguished. And oh, yeah. is that is that Mancoon? Is that the type of cat? It's like a big cat. Is that correct? Um, I did a background check on him when I first got him. I did a thorough investigation and um I <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he's I, I don't know what. Uh Fluffy is he yeah, he's part Manx a little bit there. Yeah. Oh. You know, those are kind of personal questions I don't like to ask <laughs> about, you know, those are I believe in privacy for kitty cats and things. So Aww. anyway, that's uh, that's fluffy, and he's still still with me now. And actually, if you're a pet lover like I am, anyway, I thought I was showing. If you're a pet lover like I am, the kitty cats and the um, the kitty cats and the dogs and and all your pets actually they never die. They just change forms, and they just change form. And it's the same. It's the same thing with um, if you have relatives, parents who passed on, grandparents. That energy is still there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, um, that's why we're able to talk to President Kennedy, Nostradamus, um, many great spirits, Dr. Moto, because their energy is still there. And no matter what happens, they, uh, love is the most powerful and, um, wonderful force in the universe. And it's, 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 um, far stronger than anything that the negatives can do or stop to, to stop our ascension. And I know we're going to ascend this time. And uh, every week, um, what really gives me encouragement is uh, Thomas Jefferson is saying we've been, people have been waking up to self-love about a half a percent 
per week for I don't know how many last, I don't know how long, for many months now. And so just in the last month, uh, Thomas Jefferson, President Jefferson is saying that we've had um, a 3% increase in the, in the number of people around the world who've been waking up um, to, to self-love and, and the ascension. So um, if there's 8 billion people on the planet, 1% is 80 million. If there's 3%, we're looking at uh, 200 and um, I've done these calculations in my head before. That's why I've got it handy. Um, we've, we've about 240 million people have woken up here on the planet and it's going faster and faster. So, um, and mother earth is, is ascending. I mean, the vibrations are getting higher all the time. Negative people, negative individuals will not be able to stay here for very much longer. And I think it's a, just a totally exciting time to be alive. Um, a, a couple of, uh, about a year and a half ago, I was, uh, I was talking to um, President Kennedy and and Benjamin Franklin and um, and and some other great President George Washington, and they were all saying that they wanted to. They said, um, "If we could, we'd love to change places with you." And I said, "Okay, <laughs> all right," <laughs> but I said, "No, I, I need to stay here." But um, but it's an exciting time. Never before has a planet. Um, gone so quickly from uh, third dimension to fourth and then into fifth. Normally, the transition time between third to fourth dimension takes 100 to 200,000 years. And then with another 100 to 200,000 years between fourth and fifth dimension. Well, guess what, folks? We're going from three to third, third dimension to fourth dimension to fifth dimension in a matter of a couple of years. Because by the end of this year, we should be in 5D. That's the way things are going. It's going so fast. And it's not going to stop there. We have the we we have the chance if we want to go to eighth and ninth dimension higher if we want. Um, so it's an exciting time to be alive, and you can learn lessons here on this planet um, that you can't learn in the spirit world, at least not to the extent. So it's 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 the hardest planet in the entire universe to affect any positive change, but it also has the planet with the most opportunity as well for all of us here. And I know times are tough for a lot of people around the planet, but please be strong. Um, you, you, uh, God is stronger than anything that the negatives do to us. And if you stand up to your, for your rights, you will win. Uh, just ask for help. Um, you can either um, pray and ask for help, asking for the Supreme Being or God, or you can do the hue three times, put your hand in your heart and do like this. Hue. That's called the hue. It's meditation technique. Um, it's applied to the galactics. Who, who will come in and help you. The Galactics, the formal name is called the Galactic Alliance of Interdimensional Worlds. Um, they have um, 450 um, million planets um, comprised of 7 trillion entities, uh, 7 trillion souls rather, sorry, not entities, but souls. And they are uh, mostly human, all benevolent. They are between 50 and 100,000 years ahead of us um, uh, uh, technologically and between 30 and 50,000 years ahead of us, uh, technologically. So they are far stronger than, than any of the dark forces. And they, they really do want to, want to help us. Uh, Jane, we've only got about a minute or two left and would love some of your final comments on, um, your segment on the, on the rain for Canada. Um, I just took a quick look to see what was happening in Eastern Canada and the um, air advisories are back up. 
Um, so any uh, and all prayers will be much um, appreciated. Right. And uh, I think that I want to leave on a very positive note that as more people are waking and you've given us the numbers, I mean, this is why we're feeling this tremendous pressure for that to be suppressed and we can't let that happen. Right. So feeling very optimistic with what the future holds. And uh, I too uh, sometimes have a difficult time being patient, but it is coming and I have more good days than bad now uh, that more is being exposed. So lots of light and love to your listeners. And um, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I wanted to tell everyone, too, on Monday, starting at 12 noon Pacific time to 2 p.m. Pacific time, I'll be interviewing a wonderful lady named Tashlina. She is Adama's uh, daughter. And uh, we will be getting also, uh, we will probably also be getting a lot of messages from um, Adama himself from the hollow earth. And I am so excited. Um, this is um, uh I, uh, I can't wait to have her on my show. So if you need, if you'd like to listen, just uh, go to, uh, it'll be on Facebook under uh, Out of This World, Ted Mar, or uh, under, um, um, you can go to, uh, uh, also go, to, after the show, you can go to, uh, it'll be on BBS later, as well as on CloudHub and uh, Brighton and BitChute. Well, thank you so much, Don and Doug and Jane, for all your fabulous help today for being on the show and helping with everything, Don and Jane. And I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. Um, as I said before, I'll be going to uh, Mount Shasta at the end of June this month and also at the end of August. If you'd like to come, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Many miracle healings happen at uh, Shasta, and uh, I hope you can come. Um, thank you so much for supporting my show. We're a, a donation-based, um, listener-supported show and nonprofit show. And, and if you'd like to donate, just go to the BBS website or go to www.outofthisworld1150.com. And anything uh, for a contribution would be wonderful, including the help for the beautiful Hopi and Navajo Indians in getting clean water. If you have any questions, just write me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a beautiful and happy weekend. And again, thank you so much for listening. I know if we all work together, we can and will create a wonderful, um, a wonderful, a beautiful planet. Thanks so much again, everyone. Bye-bye. Much love to everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>